Blog Talk Radio. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our heads in worship as we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we bless your holy name. You deserve, you deserve the glory and the honor.
you're a faithful God. Awesome is your name. You do mighty things. You do glory. You're a faithful God. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle working God. Your name is You want to declare it. Your name, your name. Your name is Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, mighty Lord. Thank you, mighty Jesus. Mighty Yeshua. Mighty Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. What a good God. What a great God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your love, your mercy. That endure forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. I hope everyone can hear us fine today. Thank you, Lord, before we can. Amen. Thank you, sister. Amen. Before we can begin the program. Thank you, Lord. Want to make sure. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Are coming in. Hallelujah. Uh, clear. Tonight, hallelujah, for the glory of the Lord. Shalom, each and one of you. Blessing, blessing, blessing in the Lord. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. I'm here with my brother, Tony. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, who will be sharing with us. 
Well, he's telling you to say hello to the people. Hello, hello. God bless you. God bless you all. Amen. I still I get in tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Amen. We are grateful for the blessing of the opportunity to share God's word and God's revelation. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. Mighty God, we serve. Mighty Lord, we serve. I'm wondering where do we begin? Amen. And if, we, if we're going to begin in the beginning, we will have to go to Genesis. Amen. So where do we begin? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I'm going to begin in Revelation 18. Amen. Um, I wanted to bring a, a an important topic tonight. But I've been getting this dream and revelation from the Lord. And so I want I want to stick with the with what the Lord has been showing me in regard to what is coming. Amen. There, there are things about to happen that we need to talk about, my brother and my sister. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. That's why I said if you can hear us uh, fine, loud and clear, please let us know because we want to make sure the message goes out tonight and it blesses people's life, especially those that are, are they need the Lord urgent before the judgment begins to happen. As the Lord has said there about this year, they will see. That's the word of the Lord to me about this year. They will see. My brother and my sister. After he showed me uh, California judgment in the eastern tsunami coming on the United States this year, this year the Lord said they will see. My brother and my sister. So thank you, Lord. Uh, it's not about fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. For us to be, as the Bible said again, in in slavery, because He had not given us a spirit of fear, my brother, but of dominion and power, Amen. But true, the truth needs to be spoken. The truth needs to be spoken, and God has chosen us to carry, to preach His word, my brother, my sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, and we just want to be obedient to the Lord. That's all it is. We want to be obedient to what the Lord is saying to us. That is coming, my brother, my sisters. Amen. Thank you, Lord, as He has chosen us to bring His word. Thank you, Yeshua. Now, the Lord. I begin with the revelation I received um, two days ago in the morning. Two mornings ago, I was taken to hell, my brother and sister. And this time, I tell you, um, it was not so hard at the last time, because this time I was in Abraham's bosom, which is a better place to be than inside hell. Now, Abraham's bosom made war with hell down there. This is where there were many captives for many years there. This is where the rich man could see Lazarus, and Lazarus can see him too, because I could see through the wall, through that glass wall, if you can call it, to the other side, as people could see to where I was also. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
And before I go into the revelation, I got to go into the word of God. My brothers and sisters, hell is real. I was wondering if if people, you, before this revelation, if the Lord can hear their prayer. And biblically, I would think that Jonah, when he was in hell in the belly of the, of the whale, or the great fish, I'm sorry, he said that he cried out of hell to the Lord. Okay? And the Lord did hear Jonah, my brother and sister. The Lord did hear him. It says, as I said, I cried by the reason of my affliction unto the Lord. Because in hell there is affliction. And I will describe it as great affliction. But he says, I cried by the reason of my affliction unto the Lord. And he hear me. He hear me. And out of the belly of hell cry I. And thou hear my voice, says Jonah. So what I saw was that, yes, the Lord can hear these people's prayer. But not only that, but by unexplainable explanation, the Lord is there. And it's in the word of God. My brother insisted, the Lord can hear their prayer. And it's shocking to us. My brother and sisters. Now, Psalm 139a says, If I ascend unto the heaven, thou art there. If I made my bed in hell, what does it say to him? Thou art there. Thou is there. the Lord there? Yes, he is. And this is the thing that was shocking to me when I was there. I was standing by Abraham Bosom. Although these people are on the other side, somehow the Lord is there. How is he there? <laughs> well, David said he's there, Brother Tony. How do you explain that? Can you can you help me out? Yeah, he is. You know, uh, he created it. You know. Can you help all this yeah. poor man who wants to understand the word of God? Yeah, yeah, that's that's clear. Yeah, it says uh, if I make my bed in hell. Shalom, Brother Michael. There he is, yeah. There he said he's there. Yeah. At one time, I believe Father, who made the decision for the punishing of people, was there. And you may say, how? I don't know, but he's there. Yeah. And then the, the, the other question would be, God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. Yeah, that's right. So... It will be something for us when we go to heaven and say, God, how are you there? Because he's there, and he'll tell her, I'm there. And this is what I experienced while I was speaking with these people on this side. The Lord was there, my brother and sister. I can't explain it. I just know that he was there, my brother and sister. The knowing of the Lord being there was in me clear that the Lord was there. And when I come to the word of God, in Psalm 39, the Lord is there. If I made my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. He's there. I just cannot explain it. The Lord will have to explain it to you, and then he's only presence. He's everywhere. Thank you, Lord. But he's there. He is there. That I want to make clear that the Lord is there. 
my brother and sister, because the Lord is everywhere also. He is God, and he's, there's no limitation to his power is, is the way I can see it. You know, the devil's limited. Demons are limited, but not God. How can God be made limited to his creation? I believe that's impossible. There's no way he is limited to his creation. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. So again, Deuteronomy 32, 22, For a fire is kindled in my anger, and it shall burn unto the lowest hell. Hell has lowest part. It's clearly there. And it shall consume the earth with the air increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountain. What are in the foundations of the mountain? Volcanoes. And they're going to be awakened. The foundations of the mountains are volcano. And it says that it shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundation. Those volcanoes will burn the earth with her increase. And the last day, what what volcano were we talking about, Brother Tony, earlier that you mentioned about California? Yeah, that's the the Yellowstone. That's uh, that's in Montana, I believe, up north. Uh, so it's close to pretty much western, close to west uh, of the of the country. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Yellowstone. And they say that that's the biggest one here, I believe, in, in the U.S. They say it's huge, really big. So that volcano, Yellowstone, Yellowstone is about to create the biggest blackout in the United States. According to the scientific community, my brother insisted, a lot of people even wonder if the three days of darkness that are coming, probably this year, do they have to do anything with the Yellowstone volcano? You know? And that is the question of many people, and I'm not sure that could be answered through that. You know? But again, we were listening to a, a prophet of the Lord who was saying that when Jesus died, by 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., there was a three hours of darkness that came upon the earth, which is another sign. That was not caused by a volcano. No. I think that the three days of darkness is a supernatural thing coming upon the earth. What do you think, Brother Tony? Yeah. 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 I see that like that also. Um, something like, uh, what is a... Uh, I see it as a plague, you know, just like, uh, just like in Egypt, you know, it was a plague. Um, but it, that came from, from God, though, you know, it was a, it was a plague of punishment, you know. Amen. Upon the the wicked. Uh, but it was not caused by a volcano. No, not like in the word, you know. I believe I believe it would be similar to, to how it happened, you know, like in in, in scripture, you know, it was something that, they can't. Uh, Describe, you know, regular person, you know, someone, an unbeliever, you know, can't explain. Amen. You know, it's something that, uh, you know, you it, it's you have to believe in God to you understand something like like that. You know, it's something Amen. supernatural. You know. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. So the evidence of what people been waiting for all this year, we believe this year God's going to show Himself through the judgment that are coming. Show his power. Show his mighty power. Is what we believe God is going to do this year. My brother and sister, 
Here's one thing I experienced in hell yesterday morning. Second Samuel 22, 6. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snare of death laid ahead of me. I experienced this sorrow so strong that I was so saddened for these people. It's like a, a sorrow or pain and suffering that you bring for being there. Although I, I was in, 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 in what, what is called Abraham's bosom, you know, I, it, to me, I was not in the suffering they were in, but I could see in their face the suffering they're in. It's pretty terrible, let me tell you. It's horrible what they're going through, my brother and my sister. Thank you, Lord. Hear what it went about. I was taken there, and as I was standing there on the side of the Abraham bosom, on the other side was like a mirror, like going to a high prison here in the United States, speaking through someone through a glass. A sister came up with her husband. I say a sister because they were Christian. And I said, sister, how are you and your husband here? You used to preach the gospel. And then she indicated for some reason, she cannot tell me it was by the by seeing, but she indicated with her mouth and hand that it was through the by seeing. <coughs> you know something? <coughs> I realized that on Facebook, you cannot say the by seeing. They'll cut you off. They'll cut off your message. Now I know where, where YouTube, on YouTube, where YouTube gets this, um, law from hell. It comes from hell. Because in hell, she could not tell me that she ended up there because of the bicing. It's not, a, it's not allowed for her to tell me that. It might be, it will bring great torment to her life. There are many men and women of God on YouTube that are, their message being cut off and deleted for mentioning the things that are happening to people because of the bicing. Because of the COVID-19 by seeing. And in hell I noticed that she could not tell me it was the by seeing. She briefly, like, described it to me. So she will not get herself in trouble. So I can see the law of hell on YouTube. The law of hell on Facebook. Now when someone say that we got a shadow of the Great Tribulation going on now on YouTube and Facebook, that is a true form. Of, that is a true form of describing this, because exactly what's going on on YouTube and Facebook is going on in hell and the bassinated that went down through the vicine. Now here's what she began to tell me. She said, "But Elvie, when I was in my body, I I was pregnant about six or seven months. She described between six and seven months pregnant." And she said she could feel her baby in her in her belly. She said that her baby and her were connected. And my brother insisted, she said that the, her and the baby was one. She can feel the baby. They were connected. My brother insisted. But when she got vaccinated, her and her husband, she got removed from her body down. And she lost the connection with her baby. 
And she said, I'm wondering how my baby is doing. Can you please go check on him? She says to me, for me, Brother Elvie. Can you go? She's from Massachusetts. They will preach the gospel at the Lord. They will, know, they will well know her and her husband are preaching the gospel about the churches and places. My brother and sister. And she says to me, thank you, censoring yes. She says to me that if I could go and check on her baby, because she wanted to know the way of the, the condition of the baby, if he was okay, if he was fine, she said she wondered. Because in hell, now she had, had to be removed from her body. She had no connection with her baby anymore, my brother and sister. And this, this is a question that many people had asked me months ago, years ago. What happened if a mother is pregnant and she goes and takes the vaccine? That she goes down with the baby? The answer is no. She goes down by herself like this mother and loses that connection with her baby. And, her, and she said her husband and her were wondering if her baby was okay. Because one thing that, that they may not know right away or may not see or may not understand, that in the moment they got removed, a demon got placed in their body. As the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me. I saw it. I saw them putting a demon in people's bodies. My brother and sister. So she was wondering if her baby was okay. My brother and sister. Again, I'm in North Carolina. They're in Massachusetts. So I was thinking, I don't know if I want to go to to, to uh, Massachusetts to find out what's going on with her baby. Me thinking, you know. I don't know if that's a trip I want to take. I didn't promise her. I'm going to go to Massachusetts and, and speak with that thing and find out how the baby's doing. By this time, he should have been born two or three years ago, and she got vaccinated back in the early 2020. I believe that the, the first vaccine started late 2020, if I'm, if I'm correct. It was, you know, first 2021 that people, you know, really got, began to get vaccinated, my brother and sister. But at all this, I knew the Lord was there. My brothers. Then God proceeded to show me something awesome. Out of all this chaos, seeing their face, I saw a brother there who says, Will you pray for me? Please, Elby, pray for me, he says. He looked very beaten by the demonic there. And the one thing the Lord showed me, they had to hide themselves. In the daytime, the demon don't come out. They hide themselves for whatever reason it is because they're in the upper part of hell. They're not in with the fire and all that is. So this tunnel that leads them to the lower part where they're being chased by demons, they can go to this tunnel to the lower part to stay away. Demon don't want to come to that consuming fire, but the person can get close to that fire and the demon will leave them alone. So to them it's like a hideout. They have hideouts in hell. My brother and sister. So, you know, seeing what what they have to go through every day is terrible. They don't like it. It's difficult. They have to be in hideout. But the Lord can hear the prayer, though. The Lord can hear the prayer of the Christians that, that are down there, my brother and sister. Again, I know a lot of people wonder, well, is that in the Bible? My brother and sister, 
David said, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Hallelujah. While David was there, Psalm 18, 5 said, The sorrow of hell compassed me about. The snare there laid me before me. David, for some reason, ended up there. And we were talking about this. How did David end up to the, in that place? When? In his life, in his ministry. We believe that when David ordered for this, uh, was it Bathsheba, right? Yeah, Bathsheba. Bathsheba husband to be put in the front to be in kill of the army. At that very moment, it, it was like he committed a great sin, murder, right? Yeah. And then took his wife. But he took his wife before he ended up killing him. But that was murder, that was charge. Yeah. It was it was it was like double punishment. The only thing is we know that David said he was in hell and that the sorrow of hell compassed him about. So he finds himself there. Joel said he was there. Jonah said he was there. Okay? Joel even said that the fear of this evil one made him afraid. And Jonah said he cried from the belly of hell. So we know that the Lord heard his prayer, Jonah said. So the Lord hear these people's prayer, my brother and my sister. Hallelujah. It says, Psalm 55, 15, let death sit upon them. We know that death directly is the one removing and, and putting the spirit there, removing the son, putting the spirit. I saw that. Let them go down alive into hell. That's what I saw. For wickedness is in the dwelling among them. So the reason why they were taking, according to David, is because uh, wickedness were in their dwelling. How do you say dwelling? Dwelling, yeah. I, I, what the kind body. of dwelling you think of here? Their body or their house? Yeah, that, in this case, it would be the body, right? I believe both. Both, yeah. In their body and their home. So let that seep upon them, let them go down life into hell, for wickedness is in their dwelling and among them. And that might be the reason why David, because of the wickedness that was in his dwelling, taking that man's wife to his home, at his own wife, and then killing the man. Yeah. So wickedness was in his dwelling yeah. and, and, and among them. So we can see that that, that made sense to us, mm-hmm. that this yeah. time was when David experienced being taken down to hell. But God, you know, he believed that God was not going to leave his soul there. So that would not leave my soul in hell. Why do you say that? Was that faith, Brother Tony, that he would say that? Yeah, that, that sounds like faith, yeah. Uh, it was something he believed. Or something he knew. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I see that as faith too, because you know, uh, like uh, it's like he he believed. You know, it was just a temporarily suf- temporal suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, he just like he just knew. Like I believe uh, from the Lord Himself that uh, that He will restore him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he like. Uh, uh, 
like here, you know, we know from, from the Holy Spirit, you know, we know from him. He gives witness to our spirit, you know, he gives witness to us. Amen. So, and so I believe he, he just knew he was going to come out, but, he, you know, he didn't know when, you mm-hmm. know, unless the Lord reveals it, but he just knew he would he would come out of it eventually. Okay. Yeah. So it was like an act of faith. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Yeah. And the person I was talking about, the sister and brother that some of you may not know them, up, up north they, they preached the gospel, they went to church, but somehow they took the by seeing. And we were wondering that, like David or like these people, you know, why why did they end up taking the by seeing? We were having this conversation. Why did, And then we were saying that they didn't put God first then. And and the other one is they forsaking the first love. It's the other one. They forsaking the first love. Yeah. And that means that Brother Ben was saying, Brother Benjamin was saying earlier, that they should have prayed. They should have asked the Lord. And that's part of the first love, of seeking God, asking God first before you go take that by seeing. Because the wicked is not the virus. The virus can go away eventually. The bicene doesn't. It changes your DNA. My brother and sister, it's wicked, it's evil. And by changing your DNA, they can remove the soul. My brother, so I know that the consequence is that these people were taken down there, and they're there, and they're full of sorrow and pain. They want to get out. But here's the, the coolest thing, awesome thing God showed me. God showed me this after he took me there. He wanted to show me something awesome. And what he showed me is that these people who took the by seeing, let's say, late 2020, if you count the year of them from there to now, it's about, what, three years? Yeah, about. A little bit over three years, right? Yeah. So that means that if they were supposed to wait to the end of the seven years to be in, get taken out of there, God showed me that the people who, the time that have passed counts for them because they've been down there. And that he's going to set them free. He, said, he came to set the captive free. God's going to set them free when the time is up. They have a time in which they're going to be set free. And God, if they remain faithful, as the Lord said through Sister Celeste, if they don't worship the devil, which that's why the demons harass them every day, beat them every day, if I can use that word, abuse them every day like Hitler and, and, and the Germans, okay, the Nazi. The Nazi beat the Jewish people to denying God. And the Jewish people in those camps of Germany refused to, Denying God, so they gassed them. They killed them. Listen, it is better to die than denying God. It is better to die than denying God. That's why that verse that we found, are those that, Psalm 917, the wicked should be turned into hell. In all the nations, there's one Bible that reject God. The Nazi, Hitler, was asking the Jewish people to reject God, and they refused, even putting God to their head. 
Marvel and Justin. Even putting God to the head. Okay? And so, yes, these demons everybody are pretending to be the, the, the loved ones, the family. She wanted me to go to Massachusetts and see the one occupying her body where her son, you know, is born already, how her son is doing. But I have no plan to go to Massachusetts lately. But what I understand is that because I asked the Lord, is that I'm supposed to pray for them? And the Lord said, yes. So I began to pray for them already. My brother, and there are many other people there. One before I get taken out of there, says to me, from among the people, we have no food here. He says to me, they're hungry. We're hungry. We have no food here. You know, here and there, they, they could order pizza. They, they can go to McDonald's, Burger King. They had all these privileges that a lot of people don't even think are privileges. See, God gave us so much. Now that they're down there, no water and no food. Cannot order Papa John. They cannot order pizza anymore. No Domino's anymore. None of these piece, local pizza anymore. No restaurant anymore. Okay? All that privilege is lost. Bapro insisted. And they're wondering when they're going to get out. They will get out if they remember what the Word of God says. Okay? Through Daniel, see, Daniel wanted to know. I'm going to go to Daniel 12 now. When, when will be the end of what his people were going through? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And what is revealed to Daniel, what's going to happen with his people is, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me say, Daniel is asking, okay? Many of those who sleep in the dust, verse Daniel 12, 2, and the will, will be awake, shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting content. Now, and they that are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and they will return to many that turn many to righteousness as a star forever and ever. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the word and seal the book, even to the time of the end. For many will run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Deny Daniel, look, and behold, and stood two other, one on the side of the bank of the river, and the other on the side of the bank of the river. One said to the men in clothes and, and linen, who is upon the water of the river, how long shall it be to the end of this wonder? And I heard the man clothed in linen who was upon the water of the river, who, who held up his right hand and, and left him unto the heaven and swore by him was delivered forever that it should be for a time, time and a half. That's two times and a half. Time, time and a half is two times and a half. Okay. And then when it shall be accomplished according to the power of the holy people and those things that are to be finished, according to the holy people and all the things to be finished. Talking about the holy people. He's, not, he's talking about the Christians. That's, that's symbolic. That's a sign. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, oh, my Lord, what should be the end of these things? This is the ultimate question. Here is where you follow the sign. 
What should be the end of these things? Hallelujah. I'm sorry, but uh, you don't know this person. What should be the end of these things? What should be the end of these things? Hallelujah. The end of these things, my brother insisted, will only be brought by the one who's, who's the beginning, who is now, and who is the end. Jesus Christ, our Lord, Messiah. He brings the end because he brought us the beginning. Thank you, Lord. Again, he said, go thy way, Daniel. For the word are closed up and sealed to the end of the time of the end. These words were sealed to the end time of the end. For many should be purified and made white and try. This is how, how this is the foundation of the Christian life. My brother insisted. How do we get to be enraptured? How do we get to be enraptured? We need to be purified. We need to be made white and try. What is that? Trials. Testing. The testing of the Christian life. God to purify us more and make us why he need to try us. Trial. The by seeing us the COVID was only a part of a try, a test. Whether you take it or you reject it. If you trust the Lord, you will not take it. If you took it, you didn't trust the Lord. If the Lord was first in life, you reject it by seeing. But if the Lord was second in your life, you will take the by seeing. People who took the by seeing have the Lord second or third or first in their life. That's why they first put the by seeing as a safety to themselves, not the Lord as a safety. And that's why they ended up there. It's a consequence of choice, as Jesus explained it to me at one time. They're here out of their own choice. They chose the by seeing as their protection instead of choosing the Lord as their protection. My brother and sister. But the wicked should do wickedly. And none of the wicked should understand. That's why when people say, I don't understand, I say you need to repent. Because Christians are supposed to understand. The wicked should not understand. You see it right there in the word, Brother Tony? The wicked should not understand. But the righteous should understand. You see what I'm saying? So if you say to me, Brother Obi, I don't understand, then you need to repent. You need to repent and turn to the Lord. Because as a Christian, you should understand. If you got the Spirit of God like Daniel in you, you should understand. Or like Daniel, seek from the Lord to understand. Because that's what Daniel did. Daniel didn't know what was going to happen. But as Daniel sought the Lord in prayer and fasting, the Lord sent his angel Gabriel, and the Lord came and said to Daniel and revealed what was going to happen. I've been seeking the Lord to know more. That's why he took me back down there again, so he can show me more, but show it to me in a way that I can understand. So he brought me out. He took me into the great tribulation, and he began to show me how people were finishing their time, and he was saving them, taking taking the soul out and saving them. And I could see the power of God doing this. And those the time was being finished. And he revealed to me that this time, since they've been vaccinated, counts. That's why the Lord delaying his coming is a good thing for them. 
not necessarily for us who wants to go home already. But for them that are there, our family, it's a good thing. Because then we're given the blessing to pray for them. We should, be, we should already be doing so. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. But the wise, the wise shall understand. See, it's simple. It's simple. Christian should understand because a wise virgin understood. The fullest virgin did not understand they needed to be ready with the oil. So they ended up staying behind. We need to be wise in the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Seek this with all your heart. Verse 11, and from the time the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, the abomination to make it desolated to set up. And there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety years. By the half of the great tribulation, the Antichrist, the abomination, Obama, sets in the de- and desolate the third temple. It makes it abominable to God. Because he sets in the temple as God says for. So that abomination sets in the temple of God, makes the temple an abomination, and then it gets destroyed. Because it's supposed to be for God. And the, the Gentiles will stay there for 42 months. Yes, they will. And I believe this is where Russia and China and them, through the Antichrist, are, being, are, are controlling Israel. Or in the Temple Mount. Until Messiah comes and removes the wicked out of the land. According to Matthew 24, my brothers and sisters. But for 42 months, they're going to be there. This is why Netanyahu and them that I'm fighting, the Gentile will take them over. The Gentile nation will take them over, Russia and China. For 42 months is the Bible. 42 months. And I know a lot of people are praying that that doesn't happen. But will not the word of God be fulfilled? Will not the word of God be fulfilled? Of course it will be fulfilled. God cannot be a liar. Let every man be lying. God be truthful, right? Yeah. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Every time I hear people talking on the news about stuff like this, I look into the word of God. And I see these things coming to pass according to the word. But I hear people praying against it. And I say, can people pray against the word of God for the word of God not to be fulfilled, Brother Tony? Uh, no. No, it's, uh, it's, uh, you're right, you know. Um, just the scripture says that God be true and every man a liar. You know, it's, uh, you know, there's certain prayers God will not hear, you know. It's, you know, especially when it's, you know, God already said, you know. But Pastor Hagee has a group of hundreds of thousands and millions in America who are joining with him in prayer for God to keep Israel protected during the Great Tribulation and that nothing bad will happen to them. I, 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 I kind of refuse to join that group because I felt like that was contradicting God's word because they're doing it in a way where God said this is going to happen but they're saying if we pray, it's not going to happen. And he, according to him, and this is where false teaching can be can can comment there. God tells you what's going to happen, so you can pray and change it according to him. And I said, 
I haven't read in the word where Moses prayed or Abraham prayed when God revealed to Abraham that his children will be enslaved in Egypt for 430 years. I didn't see Abraham praying to God, so that will not happen. When the angel of the Lord came to Moses and told him he will deliver it from all these nations that they will have to go through, I didn't see Moses praying that they didn't have to fight these nations. I, I didn't see that happen. I haven't seen anyone praying when when David was anointed by Samuel to be a king. I didn't see David praying that Samuel will remove by the power of God and he will come into office right away. And I didn't see Moses. I didn't see David praying with Samuel with persecuting David to to kill him. For Samuel to stop. Samuel kept doing that for years. My brother and sister, there's a lot of things that I did not see the old prophet at all, or the elder praying for these things not to happen. And they did not happen. They did happen. They actually prayed in the, in, in the time of Samson that God will raise someone that will defend them because they, will be a, they believe a remnant must be left because there was practically anything left from the children of Israel. In God, they raised Samuel. But it was already a promise of God that a remnant will be kept. They pray according to what God had promised, not against what God had already promised. And I believe that any prayer against what God has said is not right. What do you think, Brother Tony? Yeah, that, that's how I see it also, you know. Uh, yeah, when you brought up about what God told Abraham, you know, that really makes sense because God told them they were, they were going to slavery, right? And uh, we don't see in the word that um, you would think of, you know, uh, that he would intercede. But no, it, it that, that doesn't show in the word. He did intercede for, you know, try to intercede for Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, if there's, you know, 10, if there's 10, you know, will you spare the city? But that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's, you know. Something. Even when Abraham prayed, for Sodom and Gomorrah to be spared. Were they were spared? No. No, they were not spared. Law and his family were spared. Yeah. But the entire city was full of people. Yeah. Full of children and elders and everyone. Were all consumed by the fire of God. Yeah. And Abraham interceded for them. And he was a prayer warrior. Abraham was a prayer warrior. His prayer went straight to the throne of God. He was speaking with the Lord himself face to face. And still Sodom and Gomorrah were not spared, my brother and sister. That's why I'm telling you, the, the word of God is a sword, and it can be used wrong. Hagi and them believe that if they pray what the Bible says against Israel in the great tribulation, what they're going to have to go through, Israel will not go through, then they'll be protected. I don't believe that. I believe that what God says is going to come to pass whether they prayed or not. That we should pray what the Bible says is going to come to pass. Not that I am bad or evil to anyone. But we can pray what God promised to us and he'll bring it to pass because he made the promise. My brother and my sister, thank you, Lord. Verse 12, blessed is he that waited and come to the 1,300 year and fight for 30 days. My brother and sister. And God says they're blessed for waiting for this, for what he said is going to come to pass, to come to pass, blessed is, is, is 
Good. Yeah. Bless is good, right? Yeah. And God says, bless the hand that waited. There'll be people waiting down there and up here until these years finish for Messiah to return. My brother insisted. Because Jesus says the beginning and the end. And he's going to bring an end to all this evil down here. Is that the trial that will come upon humanity has come. COVID-19 is a proof of that. But go thou way unto the end, for, the, for thou shalt rest and stand in the lot at the end of those days. Daniel will stand in the lot. He will be a witness to see the end. My brother and sister, I'm sure you'll see it from heaven, though. Yeah. Although God can bring him down here also and see it, but he'll see the end. My brother insisted. But he was told to rest. Rest. Thou rest only is in heaven. He's in heaven. He was told to rest. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My brother and my sister. These things are coming to pass. God said they would. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So the soul of hell come past me about the snare they laid me before. Me, my brother and sister. So... This morning, I was taking my brother and sister to the, a, a month after the eastern tsunami had come in the Oakland, in California. And I was up north, and people had relocated, and they began to take these home and mansion, the people that die. You know that most of the richest people, billionaire and millionaire, have their homes close to the beach, the water, especially out north and everywhere. And these tsunami, when it comes, all these mansions and homes that are next to the water are destroyed with the owner. And most of the rich people will be under jet in the middle of the sea, fishing and enjoying life. And when the tsunami comes, the eastern tsunami, it's going to turn their jet around and kill them. And I saw a month after they left homes, buildings out north in the Hampton, if you want to say it, because up in Massachusetts. And these people saw these mansions and home and building. It was not as particularly in the Hampton, but it was close to it. And they began to take them as their home. I was asking Brother Tony and Brother Ben, because the, 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 the logistic about it, I said, Brother Tony, Brother Ben, what do you think? Is this legal, what they're going to do? Because I heard a minister that I know in the north, a month after the judgment, the California destroyed the eastern part of the United States, destroyed, and they were taking all these homes that these people that killed through the tsunami were left as their home. I was asking them, is this legal? And what do you what do you brother say, brother Tony? Yeah, I said that's a difficult one, but you know, um, uh, I wouldn't like to be around it. <laughs> I wouldn't like to be around it, but um, those that you know that will be, it's you know, it, it, you know, it's one of those things. You know, that the Lord uh, has promised. You know, the blessing of the, you know the. There's no promise for the wicked, you know. Um, the Bible says, you know, that the wicked will perish. The riches so, of the wicked will give it to the righteous. Yeah, so, you know, the wicked have, have no part with, 
those that that are not his, that are not part of the Lord, that the Bible says the Lord knows knows who 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 are his, you know, and those that are not of the Lord, then uh, the the promise to us is their riches will be ours, you know, and um, uh, it's really don't the promise is it's for us, you know, it's for the righteous, you know, it's God blesses the righteous and um, you know, and uh, and it's. Because the pastor was preaching, the pastor was saying that God, you know, preacher was talking about this judgment to come, preacher like me, he was saying, were preaching about this judgment to come, and it came, he says, but what the devil means for evil, God turned it around for good, and now they have received all these blessings in disguise. When people were waiting for judgment, and now they had all these homes, really expensive homes, cheap. They got them cheap because now the city has to make it available, whoever, the owner, whatever. Like if you have a $100 or $1,000, you can buy a mansion for that price. If it costs $10 million, $3 million, you can buy it for $1,000 now, $500, whatever. You know? And, and so... With so many people, so many millions of people dead, is what I saw. Hundreds of millions of people dead in the United States. Now I made it easy for people to buy homes as I was walking there. And so all this abundance of so many homes with millions of people dead. Look, the water is going to bring a lot of alligators and sharks that are going to eat the body of all these people. Because remember that the, the ocean is coming like from the from the part of, of Puerto Rico, as the Lord of Brother Ephraim. And then next to the island of Puerto Rico, Mona, all that place is full of sharks, millions of sharks. And the water is bringing all the sharks north with this tsunami. And when the, when the sea comes into the city here, Charlotte, Raleigh, all these cities, Going down north. All the people that are in the home in all that, since it's over 100 feet of water, the shark and the alligator begin to eat the people that are even trying to swim or, or are dead by the water. So there's basically no dead body flowing around because the shark and the fish are, are eating them, my brother and sister. Because why do I think this way? Because I didn't see no flowing body. At one time, they saw flowing body. But a month after, they were all gone. They're, people didn't have to worry about burying people because the shark and the alligator ate them. It's a great feast. Like the Bible says for the bird, when the Lord goes and, and, and fights in the, in, in the body of Armageddon, doesn't the Lord imbibe all the, all the birds of the air? To come and eat the, the, the flesh of captains more than great. So similar to that is for the alligator and the sharks. They're eating all these bodies. And there's nothing left. They have a great feast. My, especially with so many people overweight today, living in the coast. The sharks are having a feast. The alligators are. My brother and sister. And that's the fact of the matter in all this judgment. And the Lord says to me, 
that this year will not pass until the judgment comes. I have to remind people of this. I heard the Lord saying this. My brother and sister, it's close. It's close. This is uh, April 3-8, uh, April full moon coming up. Same moon we had in 2020 when those hurricanes hit the United States, Houston. My brother and sister, terrible. Thank you, Lord. So, judgment is coming. And we, the pastor was saying in his message there as I was listening, that yes, God brought this judgment came, but now people, Christians that were waiting on the Lord are blessed now, he says, because of this judgment. The judgment, he said, brought a blessing in the sky, he said. As I was listening to him and his message. And I was like, okay, I was listening. I don't say I agree with him 100%, but that was his message. My brother and sister there. As the Lord had me listen to him. Because, you know, then you wonder if you take these home, is that legal? Is that right? My brother and sister, is that what God meant that the, the, the wealth of the heathen will be passed to the righteous, will be given to the righteous? You know? Then you wonder. And, you know, the Bible has made that a question lead to another question and another question and another question. You know, God, think about this. Rabbi said that the word of God had made that a question lead to another question. And I, I wonder if that was true. And then I look to Jesus. Jesus not necessarily gave an answer. Because when he was asked about John the Baptist, Jesus asked him another question, if he was sent by God or not. Yeah. And left the, 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 the people questioning, well, was he or not? He didn't give him an answer. When Jesus got arrested and was brought before the high priest, are you the king of the Jewish? He didn't say yes. He says, you say I am. What does that mean? He always give him a question with a question. You know, my brother says, look, look at Jesus. Look what, how he answered. He answered a question with another question. Why? Because that's how we learn. That's how we learn in the Lord. And will lead you to more questions. My brother and sister. But also it's because God is the answer to all questions. And the more you come closer to him, when you come with your question and more question, God will lead you to more question, but you begin to understand that God is the answer to all. That he's all and all, as the Bible says. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I believe that in the moment, Rabbi said, that in the moment you find the answer to all the questions, then why, you, why do you need to read the Bible for it? Because you got all your answers. So God gave to give us a taste of himself through his word so we will keep coming to him for more. And I think that, that makes sense. There's wisdom in that, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. 
Praise the Lord. God is so good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 86, 13, for great is thy mercy toward me. Thou hast delivered my soul from the lower hell. Does that mean that there's a lower hell, Brother Tony? Lowest hell, yeah. That sounds like the, the, the worst part. You know, lowest hell. Um, like more more punishment, more like more torment, right? Sounds like. Mm-hmm. More fire. The fire is more intense. Yeah. In heaven, you go from the first level, the higher you go, the more God you get. But in hell is the opposite. The more torment. Down. The most intense as you go up in heaven, the most intense as you go down in hell. Mm-hmm. See how hell is like upside down. Heaven is straight up. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. And the will of God is for us to be in the highest, you know, in heaven. You know, the more joy, the more uh, closer to him, you know. Yes. That's his will for us to get there, and it's what he's he's trying to do with us, you know. Uh, it's where he wants to bring us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Look at this on one sixteen three, brother Tony. Yeah. Uh, the sorrows of death uh, encompassed me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. So how is it down there, brother Tony? Yeah, that's that's that sounds like. Uh, a lot of torment, yeah. A lot of uh, pain, like it says there. A lot of trouble and sorrow. Yeah. That would encompass. Is that like like the worst around, no? Yeah. Wow. Like... The pain I held got hold upon me, and that's what I, you feel when you go down there. That pain. Yeah. It, it, it's like unavoidable. It's just there. It's just there, yeah. And I found trouble and sorrow. It's like you cannot find anything else but trouble and sorrow. Isn't that incredible how true that is? And that's exactly what I felt being there. But I said to this young lady, she was her 20, 23, 24. I said to her that why, why did she end it up there? And then she said, because of the by seeing, you know, he says. But, you know, what I was trying to say to her is, why did you choose the by seeing? Instead of trusting the Lord. And that's what they become to realize when they end up there. That they should have trusted the Lord for their health, for their protection against the virus. That what the government said or your job or whatever, you need to take it. They should have refused it like we did. We refused it. And we felt threatened during that time. We were threatened. How do you feel, Brother Tony? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, it's it got to the point where you know, uh, for me, it was the the conviction of the Lord was really strong. It's like, uh, like fire, you know. It's it's something that I knew that I, I couldn't take. I knew I knew from the Lord that that was uh, that was of the enemy, you know. So I, uh, you know, and I saw everyone around me getting it, but no, I knew from the Lord that. I cannot, cannot, you know, take something like that. But it, it is, it was a test, yeah. But that shows that, that shows uh, who's really trusting the Lord, and because, uh, you know, that that shows who who who's, who, like you say, who was in the first love, you know, who who is, um, 
who's trusting the Lord. If if you love the Lord more than more than anyone or anything, you you're not gonna take something like that. You know, you're not gonna take something of the world. You know, because because uh, you love God more, you trust the Lord for your health. You trust the Lord for your, your own life. You know, you trust the Lord more than anyone. So you're not gonna take something that the world that the world is offering you. You know, because mm -hmm. uh, uh, you're not gonna do that because that shows that you're not trusting in God. Like like David. You know when he numbered um, when he numbered Israel, his army, right? I see it as when David went and uh, numbered his army. God, the Bible says that God was wroth, God was uh, angry with the, with what David did. So he brought the plague, right, um, upon the people because of the decision that David did. So we're supposed to trust God, you know, and Amen. even with the little that we have, we still have to trust God, and He's He's our He's uh. He's our all, you know. We don't depend on anything of this world because we're not from here, you know. And that that really shows, so you know, that we need to trust God for everything, you know, and take receive nothing that the world gives to us, you know. And God is the one that gives gives us everything, you know. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. The teaching is there. It's there, yeah. The teaching is really there for us. And there's many different. Bible, uh, how, can you, how can you say, it? Uh, like uh, examples, you know, that, that shows, you know, the people that went through difficult moments. Share the one you said about Job already. Yeah, yeah, like like Job, yeah, for sure. You know, that, that shows that Job loved God more than anything of this world. You know, um, he, he, he lost, you know, he lost a lot, but he still, the Bible says he still, you know. Remain uh, faithful. Yeah, remain faithful. You know, it shows that he, he trusted God, you know, no matter what. And that's what God is seeking, is that we trust in him. You Do you know? think that Job frame would have got him vaccinated, but not Job? Yeah, the way the way I, I the way the Bible says it, uh, God was, it says the Bible says God was, was angry with his other three friends, you know, that, that were with Job. But you, God said uh, that cause those, other, those other three men that were with Job, uh, God said that they didn't speak right of him, but Job did. So God commanded Job to, he said, go uh, go, and Job is going to pray for you. You know, so that shows that, that shows that, um, that uh, the right one, the one that was doing it right was Job. You know, he was suffering, he was going through difficulties, but he was praising God, you know, and. Uh, that means that we should not be blaming God for the, disease, for the bad decision we make and say it's God's fault, no? Yeah, no, it's. Uh, it's uh God is perfect. You know, he's he's the beginning and the end. He's uh you know, he's we're imperfect, you know, we're the ones that make mistakes. We're the, we're just we're supposed to trust God. Like like I said, we have so many biblical examples. Look at Job, you know, I'm sure he had questions, but said no. He he chose to trust God, praise God through his difficulties and uh you know, um God brought him through it. But the, he he that shows that he trusted God you know, and praise God instead. You know, that's exactly the attitude that God wants us to have in this life. No matter what happens, you know, uh, just trust Him, trusting God, praising Him. You know, and because uh, He's because uh, He's the He He knows why He does things. You know, we're we're the creation. He's the Creator. You know, um, we're just yeah. If we want to please Him, that's got to be our attitude. You know, it's 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 thankful. It's trusting him because he knows what's best for us, you know. You know, we're, uh, like, 
like I said, you know, with a with a clay, he's the potter, you know, and and uh, he he knows what he's doing, you know. He he's uh, he's uh, he's good, you know. That's that's gotta be our attitude that he wants from us, and and trust him, you know. I he has brought many of us through, you know, and it's he's been so good, and and uh, we got just gotta keep on trusting him. He's our, our, our source, you know, he's our all in all, you know, and uh, but we got to keep trusting him. He's, he, he gives us everything, you know, and just like the children of Israel, you know, that's a great example. It's, it's God brought him through. He was providing them everything, you know, and what was their job is just be thankful. Be thankful. And Seven days of the week of manna. Yeah. The best food ever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was meditating. I like that because you said you mentioned that God gave them the the bread of angels. You know, it's a heavenly bread. You know, it was. That's the. Yeah. I feel like the food we're gonna go eat in heaven. Yeah. They were eating it down here. Yeah. What a blessing! What a privilege! Yeah. But they, they murmur. Yeah. The angry God. God was not pleased with the murmuring. Yeah. Because he was giving in the best, and they kept complaining. Did that teach us not to be complaining? Right. To being grateful even for the little. We should not have that gone hungry. Yeah. He has supplied our needs. Yeah. He's been there for us. Okay. Even when we have not been there for him, mm-hmm. he's been there for us. Yeah. And I said that the time that you say, I don't feel like praying today, and you went to bed. God was there for you. Yeah. Although you were not there in prayer. You know, the other morning I I was I was planning to go into prayer and I decided to go a little later than the time I was going in. And then I heard the Lord say, I'm here. And it was like I heard a testimony I the sister that said, Lord, every day from five to from four to five, I'm gonna from five to six, I'm gonna be in prayer with you. Will you come? And the Lord says, I will come. And then she 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 complained that she was tired and she fell asleep. And that is several times for several weeks. And she said to the Lord one day, Lord, when I fell asleep, were you still there, Lord? And the Lord said, I promise you I'll be there. And I was there when you fell asleep. I came as I promised you. I don't I don't fail my promises. And the Lord says to me the same the other night. I was thinking, well, I've been praying at this time for the Lord with the Lord. But tonight I think I'll you know, I'm gonna rest a little bit more and, and start my prayer a little bit later, like fifteen or half an hour later. And I heard the Lord say, I'm already here. So at that very moment, I shut off the TV and say, I'm going and pray alone. Sorry, Lord. I began to repent. I'm sorry, Lord. But I heard his audible voice say, I'm already here. And I, I remember that testimony that when you make a promise to the Lord that you're going to be praying at a certain time, he will come. He's faithful. He is faithful. We are not. We're trying every day to be unfaithful with him. And he's helping us. He's helping us. We're not faithful like him. We're not. 
He's faithful. He's perfect. And he's able to do anything. We're not. He's able to be on time all the time. We're not. We're not able. When he says to me, I'm already here, and I was thinking 50 minutes, maybe half an hour more. I heard him say, I'm already here. Whoa, what a shock that was to me. It was like, wow, he is so he is so faithful. He is so on time. He was in my room on time. I was not ready. I want to, like, let me watch another prophecy. Because I, the, I, I get all these prophecies, and, and so I leave them for the night. I went to my children in our sleep where I can go ahead and play and pay attention to them. You know, and maybe hear if the Lord say anything to me about if I listen into a prophecy sometime, he'll speak to me about that word sometime. So let me know if it is. Shalom, Brother Miguel. You know, if if you know or or sometime Lord confirmed this prophecy to me, he'll give me a dream or he'll speak to me later about it. You know, I wanna hear what he has to say sometime I'm listening, he's talking to me about it. So I, I like that. I want to know what the Lord has to say in regard to certain prophecy. My brother and sister, but for him to say, I'm here already, when I was putting up prayer for later, for a little later, he knew I was going to stay up. Because he said to his disciple, and I've been keeping this in my heart, you know, I, who, who said that? I will keep that way, my, my David, in my heart so I will not sin against thee. So I've been keeping in my heart to pray at least an hour. As he said to Peter and, and Jonathan, could you not pray with me one hour? One hour. He's only asking us for one hour when we go into prayer. You can pray three and four hours a day, but when you go into prayer, pray at least that one hour. Because he told them, could you not pray with me at least one hour? That means he desired that hour. So I know that when I go into prayer, I got to pray at least one hour. You can pray an hour and a half, two and a half, you know. But that least that one hour is important. Yeah. And that's what I have in my heart, to do with him. So I'm always making sure that I do that one hour. It doesn't mean I'm faithful because I'm doing it. It means I'm looking to do that. And I notice that he is so faithful that he help us to do, you know, that thing that we say I'm going to do. Like it's been time I've been sick and it's been so hard to pray, but when I ask him for help, he prays through me. He gives me the strength to pray because he knows my heart that I would want to be unfaithful to him as I at least one hour, even though I'm sick. And I can hardly, my body's hurting. I can hardly move, but he remained faithful. Thank you. I've been rebuking viruses. Five viruses are coming up every month. I'm rebuking them for my house, my life, my family, even brothers and sisters. I'm rebuking this. I will ask you to do the same. Rebuke any virus. Bind them and rebuke. Every month they're releasing five viruses upon the earth, according to the scientific community. Rebuke them. Reject them. Cast them out. Bible claim the Lord promised by his stripe, by his womb, we are healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's important that we do this because, yes, they are common, but, yes, our Lord is mighty. 
Yes, he is mighty. Yes, they are common. Greater is he that is in other, he that is in the world. All those viruses are the plan of the enemy. Health is the plan of God for us. Let's claim what God has promised us. Thank you, Jesus, and proclaim it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 139, Psalm 139a. If I ascend unto heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, what does he say? Behold, thou art there. So, this is why I experienced two, not, two mornings ago that although I was in hell there and I was speaking with this lady, sister, the Lord was there. How can I explain that the Lord was there? I don't know, but I knew he was there. The knowledge of the Lord being there was there, clearly. So when people say Satan is in control, no, he's not. The Lord had looked at me and said, I'm in control. Not even a hell Satan is in control. Then I was meditating in my bed. How can I explain this to my brothers and sisters? Then I was in prayer. What came to me was that Jesus took the key. A hell in Hades, a shield from the devil. When he overcame and went down, he took the key. Who has the key on the side of his clothing? Jesus. He has the key to hell and shield. So he's in control, not the devil, my brother and sister. He has the key to hell. The Bible says, thank you, Lord. So this is why we should trust the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Her feet goes down to death, and her steps take hold of hell. Notice that this wicked woman, I think that's the, the, the prostitute. Yeah, uh, uh, calls her a strange woman on the Bible. Yeah. It sounds like the woman in the Java prostitution. Yeah. yeah. Her, her steps... Take hold of hell, my brother and sister. Because it's wickedness. It's sin, what she's doing. It's making men sin and fall. I heard my wife was telling me about a raid they did in a place here, a prostitution. The police are surrounded the place to go in there. And all of a sudden, a cop came from his car and walked into the place to go pay for whatever business was going on in there, and he got arrested because they were raiding the place. And he didn't know that what was happening, and he he was one of the customers there. The police was one of the customers there. He got arrested. It's in, you know, it's the people in high places participating in these evil things that are making our society evil. Then they blame the poor and the prostitutes and that. But why are there all these people in businesses? Because there are people that are not supposed to be doing that, doing it. Also, my brother and sister, it's sad. It is so sad. Proverbs seven twenty seven. Her house is in the way to hell, leading down to the chamber of dead. My my brother told me. Why is her how leading to the chamber of death? Seven. Yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah. Still keeps. It does still talk about you know those that go to the 
uh, talking about the strange woman, yeah. Um, hmm. That verse right there. And, and strange women, you know what that means, strange flesh. Strange flesh, yeah. It's a, it's a pure contamination of the enemy, contaminating people to, with, with sounds like God with strange flesh, you know? And the sons of God went and married the daughters of men. And this, that gave a strange flesh evolution. And that strange flesh has been going around since the beginning. Because this is the beginning where God has to destroy the earth with water. Because there was so much contamination of strange flesh. So many children that were giants because of what they did. But then later on, afterward, the Bible said there were giants on the earth. Strange flesh began to multiply, and we don't know why the, the giant size were reduced. When you wonder about that, because these giants was up to 30 feet and even higher. And under the sun, by, they were still giants on the earth, but they, they, they're not, they were not so tall anymore, you know, for whatever reason it was my brother and sister at one time. And it's been this way for years, and people want and think that the giant has disappeared. But there's more strange flesh today than ever on the earth, than even in the times of Noah. My brother and my sister, there is a lot of strange flesh on the earth. Hallelujah. Verse 9. But he knows not that death are there. This is a young man, right? Yeah. And that her guests are in the death of hell in the in the Proverbs of Solomon. Her guests are are in the death of hell. Guess. Guess. Yeah. Her guests. That's a principality. Those are principality coming in and out. Those are the guests. But he knows now that the death are there in the her guests. Her guests are. Where do they live? Where is their, their, their uh, what do they call it, that place? Their, their, their army, their, their station. It's in hell. That means they're in and out of hell. That's why we got so many strange flash on the earth. That's what the pastor from Ecuador, when he went into the fasting and asked the Lord, why are there strange flesh children being born in some of his church? And the Lord told him the mix of the, of the flesh. Then the Lord says that when people, when, when Christians commit fornication and they go out and commit fornication, the devil claimed that his principality will go out and do the same. And have children with women on the earth. And that's why these women go to the bar and meet a guy and they end up in a hotel somewhere. And then they're praying and they don't know who the father is. They don't know who the father child is. We've been watching, uh, my wife likes to watch some of the court cases. Where women come from the court doing blood tests and all that, thinking that this guy is the father. They find out, no, it's not. And the, the judge says to the woman, so who is the father? Who was you at that time? I don't know. I went to a bar and met a guy. I don't know. I've never seen this guy before. Where is he? I don't know. 
What do you work? I don't know. So you don't know who the father is? No. My brother and sisters. Because they're not supposed to be go sleeping around. Sorry for the word. I know it's a harsh word, but it's a true word. They're not supposed to go meeting with someone they don't know they've never seen and being with the person. You know? Because they're, not, they're, they're born a child. Like a one time in one movie I saw, the child was so wicked I wanted to kill the mom. The mom had to lock herself away from her own son growing up because she knew she was so wicked she could not contain him. And the movie was called The Son of the Devil. That was the title of the movie, The Son of the Devil. And the mom has to hide and lock herself in her room because her son was so wicked and evil that wanted to kill his own mother. And then he went around, and he identified himself as the son of the devil. Everywhere he went, he told people he was the son of the devil. And he will kill people without any mercy. No one understood why was he so bad and so wicked. And there came a time where people in the neighborhood, that was back then, early time, when there was no television or anything, people in the neighborhood Notice that this guy was so wicked, he will kill people without any mercy. And the whole neighborhood came together and said, we need to stop him. We need to kill him. And they ended up fighting. Many men lost their life, but they ended up killing, injuring him until he died. But they knew he was the son of the devil, my brother and my sister. How wicked he was. How he was a killer, natural what they call natural born killer. This is the son to them, my brother and sister. Okay? Wicked. It's just, just hallelujah. Proverbs fifteen eleven. Hell and destruction are the concern of the Lord. How much more then are the heart of the children of men? What do you understand by this, Brother Tony? That hell and destruction are the concern of the Lord. You know, I would never want to use that word concern. But then it's in the Bible. Yeah. Concern, you know, like we should never concern. We should always be in peace and trust the Lord. Yeah. But then I see that the word concern is there. That uh, that um, points out or reminds me of what you mentioned earlier. It's the Lord is there everywhere. You know, hell and destruction are before the Lord. Um, that one says concern. So the Lord knows, you know, what's like what? Doesn't concern being worried, or it most as a matter of taking care of the problem. Yeah, that's that's how I see the word concern. Yeah, um, this this translation says concern, but yeah, the, the other one I read it to say hell and destruction are before the Lord. Um, how much more the hearts of the sons of uh, children of men? Uh, but it still points out to the. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord knowing hell and destruction, in other words, you know. That he's going to take care of this matter. Yeah, yeah. That how much more are the hardest children meant? Destruction, hell and destruction. Yeah. He's going to take care of hell, he's going to take care of destruction. That's right. When the time comes, and the time is here practically, yeah. my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Now, Proverbs fifteen twenty four, Brother Tony. 
says uh, the path of the path of life is upward for for the wise that he may depart from hell beneath is that what people did when they didn't take the white thing uh, says uh yeah the the path of life that that's the lord jesus the path of life is upward like upward in other verses says strength to the wise the path of life but it uses the word wise by taking wise decision yeah isn't that what people who did not take the vaccine did say they made a wise decision uh yeah un- unwise decision right take no wise yeah no wise is not to take it the wise right. bride wise virgin yeah will not take the vaccine right. the foolish word yeah that's right yeah and the path of life is our to the wise, but he that that he may depart from the helping him. So wisdom is what we use not to take it. Right. Yeah. To to not to take the vaccine to depart from the helping me. Yeah, that's right. My Lord, my God. So you know, is that that kind of those that took the vaccine were not wise then. We're not a wise decision to make. Yeah, no. Because uh, we see the consequence of it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Proverbs twenty three fourteen: Thou should be him with a rod, and should deliver himself from hell. We know that uh, this has been done away with discipline, yeah. but discipline is of the Lord. Proverbs twenty seven twenty: Hell. And destruction are never full. So the eyes of men never satisfy. So if hell and destructions are never full, that's why destruction and hell keeps doing what they do. They're always in business because they're never full. Wow. Isaiah 5.14, therefore hell had enlarged herself, opened her mouth, young measure, the glory and the multitude and their pomp, and he that rejoices shall this descend to it. Wow. Heaven light to herself, open her mouth, be a measure, and the glory of the multitude of the pomp, he that rejoices shall not shall descend to it. Wow. So you're not you shall not rejoice because they are lodging the sun, in other words. 49, I said 49, hell from beneath move from thee to meet thee at thy coming, turn up the dead for thee, ever all the chief of the ones of the earth, it has raised up for the throne and the king of the nations. Then shall it be brought down to hell to the side of the pit. Wow. My, and that's that's the devil. That's verse Isaiah 14. Okay, and here's the other thing. Isaiah 28, 15. Because ye said ye have made a covenant with death, where hell and, and, and we are in agreement, when the overflowing of curses shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lie a refuge, and on our fortitude we have hid ourselves. And this is the Babylonian system. They have made a covenant, is what the other Bible said, with death, my brother and sister. They have made a covenant with death, my brother and sister. 
So we need to stay focused on Jesus and know that the Lord is for us. He's not against us. When we're talking about hell, we're talking about these things that God warned us to be in careful with. This is when we pray and we ask God for wisdom. We ask God to keep us. But don't make any sudden decision that can cost you. Because a lot of people that got vaccinated got made sudden decisions thinking that they wanted to protect themselves. And now find out that they're not, they did not protect themselves. They actually opened themselves up to being taken to hell. And this is the harder part. I wish everyone here listening, the Lord, take them to hell and show me what he showed me. But that's not the way the Lord works. The Lord always raised someone that he will show like he did with Jeremiah what is to come and talk with them and reveal to them the meaning of what is coming so we can warn the people. But I will wish everyone listening will get a revelation from the Lord about the help they need and what these people who got vaccinated are going through. Because they're going through a very, very difficult life. They're being beaten. They're being, I saw a demon at one time punching a preacher on his belly while another two demons was holding them by the arm. They were being punched. And, and it looked to me they could not get away from the demon. The demon was too strong for them. And I could see them causing them in great pain. I think we're beating this person, my brother and sister. One of the matters that we know that they beat them for is so they will worship the devil, but the Christian refuses to, and they get beaten every day for it. But God has said to Sister Celeste that if they do worship the devil, they will stay there, those that will do that. God knows. I believe God's not going to give them more than what they can handle. I believe that these people, what they got, they can deal with it. If they really cry out to the Lord, the Lord can hear their prayer. My brother, it's, it's not a right place to be. But they're not Israel in the times of Hitler in Germany and that in the, in the gas chamber. They did. They were beaten. Some were shot on their heads. My brother and sister. Okay? It's true. This is a fact. It is a fact that millions, six million lost their life. It is a fact that King Nebuchadnezzar put the army of the Lord back in the time of Jeremiah through the sword. It's a fact that the Roman, after Jesus left, killed millions of Jewish people. And that they destroyed the temple until this day. It is a fact that these things have been happening. My brothers and sisters, amen, we'll keep your mom in prayer. It's a fact. And it's been happening and it's going through. My brother and my sister. But all this is for us to humble ourselves and pray and call upon the name of the Lord and wish where we can be saved. Repent of your sin. Repent of your trespasses. My brother and sister, every day, don't put off repenting with the Lord. Commit your life to him. Be careful with video games. A lot of people playing video games that are full of demons, bringing demons into their homes, blocking their ears and their understanding of the word of God. My brother and sister, 
Very important. The Lord is not pleased with these people that are playing demonic game every day. And the Lord in his mercy is, is trying to deliver us every day from the plan of the wicked one. He's fighting for us. He's interceding for us. But we must seek to be in obedience. I heard a pastor say yesterday that God, through the Bible, has blessed the obedient, never the disobedient. And although that were obedient to God, like Abraham, when God called him from the land of his parents into a land that he will show them, which he gave unto him later on. When Abraham obeyed, it was counted unto righteousness and faith to God by God. But only when he obeyed, only when Abraham said to Sarah and all his slaves, let's go. Let's go to where God is sending us to. And got up, packed, and left. And that will come faith, that will come obedience before the Lord. Not before, afterward, they took action. When you will take the action to be in obedience, that's when you begin to see God's fighting in your behalf. That's when you will see God. Thank you, Lord. He wants to show himself in our lives through faith. But that takes action, obedience, which to God is better than sacrifice. My brother and sister, we're living in the last of the last. Judgment is at the door, especially in this country, America. Judgment is heading this way. And it's a judgment that will not be put off anymore. We were listening to a prophet that I'm going to play in a few. That she she got a revelation of what is to come upon America. My brother insisted. She's in South Africa. And the Lord's been giving her dream and vision of what is to come. And she's talking about this year judgment over America. This year, she says. My brother insisted. I have listened to two other prophets. Another prophet, this year, the Lord says, the Lord's giving her a word from 1984. I play it here in the Lord's hour. This year, the Lord says, stay my daughters and speak to America. The prophecy I have given you back in 84. And it's a judgment and destruction coming this way. And she went and made a video and put it on YouTube. And what the Lord has said to her, starting this year, the Lord said to put out the prophecy. Another brother from 2001, this year the Lord says, to put out what he, the Lord giving him in 2001, that is for this year beginning, a judgment and destruction. And I heard the Lord says to me after he showed me, pointing to California and then seeing the eastern tsunami coming, that this year will not pass until this thing comes. My brother insisted. Where in the year that the Lord says to me, they will see this year. They will see. Okay? No more about the spoken words. Hearing. Like they have heard from year after year. The Lord speaking to his prophet about the things to come. And people wait a year after year and they did not see because they were supposed to be getting ready with the warning. The prophet was sent to the people to tell the people to prepare even before COVID-19 at the end of 2019. 
before I show up in China before 2019, I, since 2017, the Lord has been speaking to me about this virus that will be throughout the world. And I kept asking the Lord, I kept speaking, and I remember in the early 2019, a sister says to me and a brother, brother, you've been speaking about this virus that is coming that will be worldwide. Where is it, brother Elvie? Where is it? At the end of 2019, she says to me, Brother Elby, there is a virus starting in China. And I wonder if this is the virus that God has been talking to you about. I said, I believe it is. It must be it. Because we, we were in November. We're talking about November, uh, middle of November, November 20 plus, uh, 2019. And she's telling me this virus is making a scandal in China. Do you think this is the virus, Brother Elby? And I said, yes, I believe it is, I said. And I don't know for sure, but I believe it is, because the Lord says the virus will take the world. And she said, Brother Elby, you got to be careful as a prophet that you don't keep saying these things. I'm going to give you a warning, Brother Elby. Don't be going online telling people about this virus that will be all over the world, because if, if, if this goes on one more year, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I'm not going to listen to you as a prophet of the Lord. I respected you this year, but I will not listen to you anymore. Because you said this Bible was on the earth, God told you already, in 2019. And it's going to be all over the world. And we don't see this virus only in China. It's not going to be all over the world. Brother Elvie, well, I said, sister, just wait on the Lord. Just wait on the Lord. We'll see. By February of 2020, the virus was already in Germany. It was already in France. Was already in New York. Was already in California. It was it was spreading quickly. And that's when she realized and, and said, "Brother Obi, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry." And the other brother said, "I'm really sorry, Brother Obi, with what we said, because you know you kept saying this in 2017. I've been listening to you." And you keep saying about this virus that will be all over the world. All over, you said, Brother Elvie. That's the word you use. She was telling me. But now I realize that it's already like in four countries or more. And then by June, July, we were, we were in lockdown, no? Of 2020. Our country were in lockdown by June, July. April, June. We were in lockdown. The virus was everywhere. And it's been everywhere, my brother. There's a, a, a second virus now that I talked about coming, that I just heard another prophet prophesying this. There's a second virus coming, which I say here in the Lord's Tower, that people, before their body drops to the floor, are going to be dead. This virus is closer than ever. And I won't be surprised if it starts this year. Listen, so people won't be surprised when it do start. This virus, I believe, may start this year. If we are around next year, it might still be here. But I, for some reason this year, this bigger virus, deadliest virus, may be here this year. I'm not saying this because the Lord revealed it to me it's going to be here this year. It's just I feel that this is the timing because I heard another prophet saying, prophesying this, 
that another virus is a is around the corner. And to me, when she was saying it, I felt like it's this year. She said a, a, a week ago, too, that this new virus, deadliest virus, is really, really close, she says, around the corner. And when she was prophesying this, I felt it like in my spirit, like, oh, this is here this year. This must be here in 20... Because this year started, she prophesied this. 24 started, she prophesied this. And now I felt it. I felt it very strong that this virus is going to be here this year. Now, I could be wrong about this. The Lord, I didn't hear the Lord speak to me about it, that it's going to be here this year. But I felt it. it this is the year that we might see like COVID-19 in 2019. It was only like in China. This virus may start this year like in one country, in example, and people expect not going to spread all over the world. This new virus, like COVID-19, the same is going to be all over the world. People all over the world will be dropping dead, okay? Now, it could start this year in another country, and then 2025 can be all over the world already, like we did with COVID-19. The, the 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 matter here is that we need to be right with God every day of our lives. Every day you repent. Don't go to bed without praying. Get up and pray. Repent your sin to the Lord. Ask the Lord to keep you ready to go home and protect you from this new virus. Because I was standing in the revelation of the Lord about this new virus, and this woman got it, and she's screaming pain. And a police officer that was in New York City ran to her before her body hit the floor. The officer confirmed that she was dead already. Put his finger on her neck, she was dead. And people were screaming. And the same were other people that got it. Before they dropped to the floor of the body, they were dead. My brother and sister, this is going to be a daily the deadliest virus I ever heard. And this is to say, it's practically here. And the Lord has warned. And now we, we need to, again here, this year on the Lord's hour, I'm going to keep warning people about this new virus because I feel like this year will be the beginning of it. In some country somewhere, this virus is going to begin. And then it's going to spread all over the world. For so many are going to drop dead that I believe if we tell people, listen, get right with God, repent before this new virus comes, people can repent before they die. And then I believe they can be safe and go to heaven, at least to the valleys and heaven, but still be in heaven, my brother and sister, and be delivered from going to hell. For losing the soul, losing the soul, losing the life. Because going to hell is losing everything. My brother insisted. The only symptom I can see of this virus was like their eyes about to burst, if I can explain it. Their eye got really red. The side of the eyes, the sight, it's like you could see blood coming out of, dripping out of their eyes immediately. And that was a symptom 
that people were looking not to touch the people, the person. Now, the only thing I could not tell with this virus, if it was airborne, if people could breathe and you can get it. I just saw that a person got it, dropped it. Another person about 50 feet away got it and dropped dead. Could be the water. Could be through the medicine. There's a lot of ways I believe the virus can be inquired or received or transmitted the word, you know. And if, if it's airborne, people coughing into the ear of the virus, and then someone walking by it and breathing it in, because now there's a lot of more study that even COVID, it stays, I think it's 10, 20 minutes in the air before, it, you know, when someone coughs in the air, and then someone breathes that air, that goes by 20 minutes after. I heard the cases where a person cough over a, 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 a metal, and someone went and laid their hand on the metal and got it. Or if you're eating and someone coughs near you, and the buyer goes even to your food and you eat it, you get it. You know, there's so many ways. Sharing food, sharing liquids, and, you know, person to person, also, is uh, they're, they're going to be, I noticed one thing, for some reason the Lord wanted to show me this, that there were people like in New Jersey, when this buyer was going from New York to New Jersey, is, that were refusing to sleep with their partner, going to bed with their partner. And they felt that that would keep them from receiving the virus. Because let's say if your husband go to work and you stay home, mom, and then he brings the virus, you can die as he will die. So some people were refusing to be in with that other person, okay, not to get it. And that seems to keep them alive, my brother and sister. There was a, a, a program I watched years ago that there was not new baby being born in the United States. It was it was like a prophecy put in a movie or in a program that was new no was not new baby being born in the United States. And the fact is that people were not coming in together. If there's no baby being born, couples are not coming in together in the days to come. And that's what the Lord was showing me in New Jersey, for example, for New York to New Jersey, that as people were not coming in together to be in together to sleeping in the same bed, that will keep in people from getting the virus. Okay? So wife was staying away from the husband, not to receive the virus. But the husband was dropping dead, but the wife was staying alive because they refused to be in with them. I guess that's how people figure out that that was the best way to stay alive. And that's what I, the Lord was showing me specifically that in the days to come, the way wives were staying away from receiving the virus from their husband was for not being with their husband. And their husband was dropping dead, and I guess they were okay with it because they were still, the wife was still alive, you know? 
So in the other thing will be they'll probably have to put masks in their own homes, wear gloves, use a lot of cleaning supply, like uh, things with bleach and, and other chemical agents to kill the virus. There, there is, uh, I believe it's Lysol spray. It says that kill COVID-19 in the, in the bottle, right? The Lysol spray? Yeah. Which a lot of people were pointing out to. And then so if you use Lysol spray, which is not good for your health. I notice it's not good for your health. It weakens your immune system. I noticed that. Um, you know, it might be something that we might have to have a box of Lysol spray in our bathroom so when these things are happening, we can spray our bathroom, we can spray at home, we can, and then remain away from our partner until, I guess, we wait and to see what happens with the virus. You know, but one thing I noticed that this was removing a lot of people. There was a lot of people dead. There were people dead at home when I was there in that revelation that the authority didn't know they were dead. And so since so many people are dropping dead, <clears throat> the authority was like waiting to see the outcome because since you don't know how the virus is being transmitted, you cannot be sending people to your house to get your bodies out. And there were people that at home that the body was still not taken out of the house when the Lord was showing me this, my brothers and sisters. And so and we have a lot of questions and more questions that come through all this. Because I, I was there, and there were a lot of people wondering how well are they going to get all these people out of these homes that were dead because of the virus? They dropped that in their home, in the floor, anywhere. And the ambulance and the emergency were still not being active to get them out, to, to go get those body out, even after days being dead. For the fear of, this body being, of the virus being transmitted one way or another, if the scientific community feels that, they don't have a way yet or firm information on how the virus is transmitted. They're going to try to keep themselves alive, even run to the bunkers and stay alive until they at least wait the virus passes or leaves or, or the air clear, as they say. I mean, things are, they are going to get a little bit weird and deadly in the days to come. And this is why give, getting ourselves right with the Lord now. You don't want to find yourself in the middle of a pandemic, another pandemic, deadliest pandemic that is coming, without being right with God. My brother and sisters, I believe, this is my opinion, that the Lord is about to rapture his people out and then those that will stay behind will encounter the virus. That's what I believe. Because then, like you said, you have the question, what happened with the children? What happened with this and that? And I don't remember seeing children in this. I saw a lot of adults, but I didn't see children. So I believe that was a sign that the ch people are going to be raptured first, and then the other things will come to pass. But this is practically here. There are several things that are practically here that before we 
I play an audio that we have ready from the sister, from the prophet. There's several things that are ready that are, I'm a, that are about to happen. One is this daily virus, nuclear war that is about to begin also, invasion to America that are about to begin. War in the Middle East like never before. Iran is well prepared to go to war with, with Israel. And Israel, the only way they're going to defend themselves from Iran is launching nuclear weapon on Iran. But Iran and China and Russia have made a pact, agreement, that if Iran is nuclear, China can nuclear Israel or, or Russia. So Israel cannot nuke Iran right now. They cannot nuke Iran. And since Russia and China know that if if Iran gets nuked by Israel, they will nuke Israel, and they will have to nuke the United States, who is partnered with Israel. So we're talking about a mess coming, about to happen, maybe this year, 2024. I will not disregard this year like many are, because the Lord said many will see. He is one of the latest revelations the Lord given me. I was asking about this brother, the Lord said he's going to take home this year. I was asking the Lord about it. So give us a week when he will be taking him home. And the Lord gave me a weak sign. I was standing here in the United States, in North Carolina, looking to the West. And he showed me a week to coming very soon. I saw a, mush, a mushroom cloud. What is it, mushroom cloud? Yeah. A mushroom cloud coming in a weekend. And then that same weekend, he was taking home. His landlord called and said, Brother Obi, are you so and so? This person left your number for me to call you. And I found his body. He's dead. That was a clear confirmation. But the mushroom cloud, the mushroom cloud that I saw, I was looking west from here to the west. I don't know what's going to cause this mushroom cloud. I don't know if Russia or China will cause it. Could be someone inside our country. Thanks with China, with, with Texas and, and, and Washington are not good. They're not doing good. They're not doing good at all. They were cutting, agents from Biden were cutting wires in Texas again. The governor of Texas are really angry, like you've never seen them before. Okay? They're provoking them and provoking them. I don't know how much provocation from Washington are they going to take. I don't think much. And this is all plan of the Antichrist. Keep provoking them until they do something so they can be blamed of starting the mess. Depopulation is the Antichrist agenda. The Mahdi is standing in Iran and standing with Iran and all the leaders of the Arab country. The Lord took me there three weeks ago. He was there. He was talking with them. He promised them victory. He promised the Iranian leader Another leader there against Israel and the United States. Victory. 100% victory. 
said the Mahadi, which we call the Antichrist, my brother and sister, he promised them victory. Okay? I remember when Father says to me last year, I will allow him to do this in regard to what he was coming to do in this country. That he will allow when he showed me the Antichrist. I saw him controlling the army of the United States. I see, I was like, wait a minute, he's not the president anymore of our country. Why is he controlling our army? Our men and women in uniform. He was controlling. They were obeying his order. When I look closely, the army paying attention to whom they were, they were um, hybrid. I can see they have their their helmet, the SWAT helmet, and one of them raised the glass, the shield, and when I look to his eyes, I can see the serpent eyes in him and the serpent tongue. I can see a hybrid. He was hybrid, pure hybrid. The Antichrist a hybrid. I seen him in Washington. The Lord took me one time. They're there. When the Mahadi was in office in Washington, he had the hybrid with them. My brother insisted. Hybrids by million they have. That is the army. My brother insisted. Sad, but it's true. This is what we are today. This is the fact of the matter. I will go on Tuesday night. I'm going to go into the Feast of the Trumpet. And there's a reason why, and I'm going to explain it to you on Tuesday night. It's very important we talk about the Feast of the Trumpet. I wanted to talk about it tonight. But since the Lord has shown me these things that are important to the Lord, it has to be important to us. And this is why I wanted to share these things tonight. Hallelujah. I thank my brother Tony for joining us tonight. Amen. You have anything to say before we play the audio, bro? Uh, no, the look. No, no, not really. No. Amen. Thank you for all the information you share, brother. Yeah, amen. Amen. Let me play this audio. Shalom, everybody. Welcome to my channel. Okay, so today I do have a warning dream. Again, yes. We are in unprecedented times in this world, and God is busy warning through his people. We have to take note of what he says. Okay, so my last warning was about World War Three. If you haven't seen those videos, I urge you to go and have a look at them. Um, very serious. We've seen an escalation in the wars that have taken, that is busy taking place um, surrounding Israel right now. We have seen other um, wars break out in Africa. Um, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And then I have, a few weeks ago, I have this warning dream. And in the dream, God shows me, he gives me the warning and he, he gives me a sign in, in the dream I'm going to share with you now. But he doesn't tell me what exactly is the warning about. And um, significantly this week, I had two people contact me that are very close to the ministry that I've known for a while now. And they both, they don't know each other, by the way. Um, they both had three dreams. Okay, to give to me, to share with me that the Lord put on their heart. And I realized that in dissecting these dreams that they were such a confirmation of things that I have already prophesied 
but um, also something new added to it. Um, and that this was the what. What was God warning us about? So God really worked, Father worked in a completely different way for the first time. And um, I feel like it's just, again, this confirmation. Confirmation, this is coming, this is coming. Warning, warning, this is coming. So yes, I sound like a broken record. I know. This is my job. I have to obey the Lord. I have to tell you what he says. Okay, I can't, I can't uh, say peace, peace when there is no peace. Yet there is so many of them that are saying peace. Okay, but it's not the season that we are in, unfortunately. And we have to be, as the bride, we have to be ready. We have to be prepared. And that's what God is trying to do for us. All right. So in my dream, okay, I am at this place and I, I'm with a couple. It's on their property. And they, um, I'm, I'm looking around and the, the woman starts to show me a house. Um, I'm looking at the house, she's showing me the house, and I look past the house and I see that the house is, at the back of the house there's nothing, it's wilderness, there is nothing around it, no other houses, I just see wilderness, alright, and the woman speaks to me in that moment, she says, this is our place of safety, very significant, this is very significant, I'm going to tell you why a little bit later I'm actually going to make a whole other video just about this all right so she turns to me says this is a place of safety and the next thing I'm standing with my husband and we're looking at a computer oh, not a computer sorry I'm looking at a computer screen right now <laughs> we're looking at a television screen and what's playing on the television screen is a countdown to the to a solar eclipse and me and my husband in the dream, we didn't know this was coming. But on the TV screen, it's playing. It's going to happen soon. And as I'm watching, I suddenly see many TV screens pop up in front of me. And I know that this, in the dream, I know that this is about the world watching. The world is watching this solar eclipse. It's a very big event. Everybody's getting ready for it. Um, everybody knew about it except us, of course, because we don't watch TV. But, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's very serious. Okay, everybody's, everybody's watching it. The next thing, my husband turns to me and he says something very strange. He says, this is going to last for six hours. I said, okay. And suddenly I say to him, listen, we've got to get home because it's going to be dark. And that means we have a very dangerous road to travel. We've got to go. So I say to the woman, and as I'm saying to the woman, we've got to leave, we've got to get home, I see the road home in my mind's eye. I see it, um, this long road in the dark, and I see how there's certain areas where we have to cross the road, and there's no stop streets, there's no um, traffic lights, so we have to, in dense traffic, get over many areas of a road to get home which means the road is quite dangerous. Now, that's also very significant, and that's the end of the dream. I knew this was a prof prophetic dream, that this was a warning, that things were, there's danger ahead. Um, but I didn't know what. So I would keep asking God, well, what is this about? You know, what? First thing I did was go and look, is there a solar eclipse 
coming. And lo and behold, we have a solar eclipse that's happening on the April the 8th this year. Okay, so there's one around the corner. Let's quickly jump into scripture though. Okay, I want to show you something because the first thing that came to my mind in the dream, I'm being told that there's going to be six hours of darkness. Now listen, a solar eclipse doesn't last that long. Any of you that might know, it's usually between three to seven minutes. Okay, it's not very long. But there is a time of darkness that is spoken about that lasted for hours and that was when Jesus was crucified. So let's quickly jump to that. Luke 23 verse 44 says the following. It says, now it was about the sixth hour. The sixth hour was, was midday. It was noon. And there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. This is broad daylight that suddenly there is darkness. What causes that? A solar eclipse. Okay, This solar eclipse lasted three hours. This was very significant because it signified something bad had just happened. They just crucified the son of the living God. And God sent that solar eclipse as a sign. All right, because why? In Genesis we read that the sun and the moon and the stars has been given for seasons, in other words, time, and also for signs. So God will use the celestial bodies to give us a sign of something coming. All right, and that's exactly what my dream is about. It's a sign, the solar eclipse is being given as a sign of imminent danger. All right. Then astonishingly, I found an exact example of this in the Bible as well. Turn with me to Amos 8 from verse 1 to 14. It says the following. I'm going to read as much as possible to you. You can go read it yourself. But I want you to see the context of this solar eclipse that God is prophesying. He says to Amos, he says, Amos, what do you see? He says, I see a basket of summer fruit. Then God responds and he says, The end has come upon my people Israel. I will not pass by them anymore. And the songs of the temple shall be wailing in that day, says the Lord. Many dead bodies everywhere, they shall be thrown out in silence. Hear this, you who swallow up the needy and make the poor of the land fail, saying, when will the new moon pass that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath that we may trade wheat, okay? That we may, may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, and even sell the bad wheat. The Lord has sworn, surely I will never forget any of their works, he says. Jump to verse 9, it shall come to pass in that day, listen, says the Lord God, that I will make the sun go down at noon darken the earth in broad daylight <clears throat> that's what the lord he, he prophesies a solar eclipse okay at midday <laughs> sorry he prophesies that this will be a sign of the coming judgment on israel he says he continues to say i will turn your feasts into mourning and your songs into lamentation I will bring sackcloth on every waist and boldness on every head. I will make it like mourning 
for an only son. Here we see a connection to the crucifixion of Jesus and its end like a bitter day. Behold, the days are coming that I will send a famine on the land. This is the list of judgments. And the, the darkness during midday is the sign of it coming. So we see the, the example in the Bible, okay? And I've prophesied famine is coming. Wait till you hear the dreams these people have had. Although here God says not a famine of bread or a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. I've also prophesied this. They shall wander from sea to sea, from north to east. They shall run to and fro seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. In that day, the fair virgins and strong young men shall faint from thirst, okay, and they shall fall and never rise again. So I found this very interesting that God already, two very significant events, judgment on Israel and the crucifixion of our Lord, was signified or emphasized with a sign of the, the, the sun being darkened. All right? And in the same way, in my dream, this event signified coming danger. All right? So, what is the coming danger? First, let's just go quickly to the solar eclipse. I want you to understand how rare this is. This is a full solar eclipse. It's not just a partial one. It is a full one. It's only going to be visible in North America, Mexico, USA, and Canada. That is very important, I believe. Take note of these countries, North America, Mexico, USA, and Canada. The next one is only in 2026, and it will not be over the same place. It will be in Greenland, Iceland, and Spain. The next time North America will see a solar eclipse is only in 2033, and the USA in 2045. They say that it takes 400 to 1,000 years before a full solar eclipse is visible again in the same area. That's how rare it is, okay? I need you to understand. God uses this as a, an indication of this, the time this, that we are living in, the season that we are in right now. All right. So two prominent things in my dream. One is a place of safety. That's important. And that's something God has been speaking to me about. Like I said, I'm going to make another video about it. Watch out for that. And then that there is danger ahead. All right, so now two people this week, days apart, one sent the dreams the one day, the next day, the next person. They didn't know about each other. They don't know each other. They didn't know the other was sending me dreams. <laughs> they didn't know anything, okay? But here, just before I do the video, God sends me the what, what is coming. And like I said, it's such a confirmation of what I have already prophesied. All right. Now, the first person dreams three dreams in one night. So he dreams a dream. He wakes up because it's that disturbing. He prays, goes back to sleep, and he dreams again. Another dream. Same thing happens after the second dream. He, he wakes up, prays, goes, goes to sleep, and he has a third dream that's even worse than the rest. All right, so first dream. This is prophetic dream straight out. We don't have to interpret it. It tells us exactly what it says is what it means. 
okay? He says he dreams he walks into a store to buy bread. The store is in total chaos. People were grabbing food and beating each other. He started shooting at people with a gun to defend himself. The owner of the store was holding his head out of shock and fear, having absolutely no control over the situation. Okay, like I said, he, pray, he wakes up now and he prays. Second dream. He's in the streets this time. There is total anarchy. People are beating each other, killing and looting. This has already happened in South Africa, by the way. It was every man for himself. Defend yourself and get to safety. Bullets flying everywhere. Again, he wakes up, he prays, goes back to sleep. He has another dream. He says it was like he was back in the army. He was on patrol in a town and he comes upon a child. Very significant. The child was handed an AK-47 by an adult and told to shoot and kill. His only choices when facing this child was a gun, was either kill the child or be killed. In the dream, there was no orders given to him. It was either the child's life or his. Now, this is very significant because astonishingly, we see a connection between this person's third dream and the other person's third dream. Take note. All right, the other person's dreams. Now, her dreams were a lot longer, and you had to dissect and get the message out of the dream. So I'm not going to go into detail about her dreams. I'm going to tell you what I got out of it. And you'll see that there is, uh, there is a lot of similarities, especially in the third dream. All right, first dream. What was significant to me was that God was highlighting Russia. Now, I've already prophesied regarding russia we've got to watch what's happening in russia okay and in the dream god was saying that we are not prepared for what is coming from russia we are not prepared throughout her dreams there's consistent this consistent message of being unprepared we are not prepared for what is coming what do you think god is warning us to scare us to, to cause fear no we, we do not have a spirit of fear. Nothing should cause us to fear, regardless of what I warn you about or what destruction lies at noonday. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't cause you fear if you're a Christian. You know, we say, oh, prophets, you know, you stop saying these things because you're causing fear. How can you call yourself a Christian if you are always in fear or in, in, in what you hear and what you see is happening in the world? Because it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but rather of love, power, and a sound mind. That is what we have. Amen? So we shouldn't fear these things. God is warning us so that we can prepare. All right. So watch out for Russia. Other than the countries I've already mentioned where the solar eclipse is going to be, write this down. Watch these countries. Also watch Russia. Very important. Then the next night, she doesn't have all of them in one night. She has them night after night. The next night, she has another dream. And in this dream, again, there is this unpreparedness highlighted. We are not prepared. 
for a very important event. We are not prepared. Could this be pointing to World War Three? Probably. We are not prepared. Again, in this dream, another country is highlighted, and that's France. I find this interesting because the EU has put sanctions, or not sanctions, sorry. The EU has put these rules in place regarding climate change over the European farmers, and they are standing up, and it all started in France. Okay, so I've already been watching France closely. It started in France where the farmers revolted and stood up against it. They blockaded the, the roads. They are burning tires, dumping manure on, on parliament buildings. It's going nuts out there. And it's spread to many other countries in Europe. The whole of Europe is now protesting against these rules. So I find it very interesting that God has highlighted France. Okay, Remember in the other dreams? We are seeing a scarcity of food. So see the connections there. I've already prophesied a famine is coming. A famine is coming. Are you ready? We've been trying to get people ready because a famine is coming and people are still not ready. It's going to be bad out there. All right. And a statement is made that I'm unsure of, but I'm going to mention this statement anyway because it stood out to me. In the dream... She is told that things are not organized, except Cape Town, of course. So I'm not sure what is organized in Cape Town, but that could just be pointing to South Africa, that we need to be organized, that we as a nation need to be organized, because throughout the dream we see that people are not organized, okay? People are not prepared for what's coming. All right, third night. She has another dream. Listen to this. There's an attack on a school and they were looking for children specifically. There's a mother and a child that's trying to hide, but they are found. What was significant in this dream that there were other children, okay? Children that were not part of the school was also there. And these children were also the perpetrators. So what you had was children doing really bad things to other children. She didn't go into detail. I'm not sure if they were killing or what, what they were doing. But you had children attacking other children. You see the connection between both of the people's th third dreams. And then the last part, I'm also unsure about this connection, but I feel I need to mention it. In the last part of the dream, she saw a symbol for the monster energy drink. You know that, that uh, three stripes? She saw that in the last part of the dream. All right. Now, I gathered both these people's three dreams, and I was already busy preparing, and then she let me know that she had another dream that I needed to add, and I believe it's important because in this fourth dream, there were also things happening where people were be, being killed. It was a war and everybody knew that, that this was normal. Our children are going, and I mean adult children, are in the war and they're going to get killed. But in this dream, there is a small child and he's in danger and she starts worshipping God. And everybody starts worshipping God around her and it happens to save this child's life. Listen, this has been brought up to us before through our prophetic intercessor, 
she's also had dreams where there was danger and she started praising God. And through praise, she was delivered. All right. So we see this happening. Please remember that. Should you ever be in a very difficult, dangerous situation that you are not prepared for, call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Sing his praises. Okay. All right. Now, the highlights of all of these dreams. We see widespread violence. We see murder. We see chaos. We see rooting and famine. We see all of these things being highlighted. These are all things that I have already prophesied. Like I said, go and watch the prophecies. If you have not seen the prophecies of World War Three, which I released, um, I think it was October of last year, go and have a look. It's so important. All right? We see warnings that we are unprepared for what is coming. And we see children becoming terrorists. Now you'll say, Rebecca, this is insane. No, it's not. It's already happening. All right? Um, there's been video footage taken by the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, after going into Gaza. There's been video footage documentation of the schools in Gaza and how for many years, who knows how many years, they've been raising little terrorists from birth already. They tell them that Jews are their enemy and Jews deserve to die. They give them books in preschools written by Hitler. They give them guns and teach them how to use guns. They teach them that the most important thing in their existence is to kill a Jew. And then they will go to heaven. Our children, and that's not the only place it's happening. I've heard of stories happening all over Africa where little children are being trained to be terrorists. Look at what is happening in America even. Right now, we have university students standing up in America, okay, with uh, boycotting and putting up these placards saying, kill the Jews, kill the Jews. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. You know, People go in and, and ask them, interview them and say, well, do you know what you are saying when you say from the river to the sea? You know, do you know what river? They don't even know what river they're talking about. To the sea, do you know what sea? They don't even know what sea it is, okay? Kill the Jews anyway. These kids, they're still young adults, they kids, have no idea what they're standing up for. They've been told something, they believe it, they don't even know what it's about, they don't know the history of the nations, they have no idea, they're being indoctrinated to kill, understand this, to kill. And this is spreading worldwide. It's okay to kill Jews. It's okay to take life, all right? So yes. Our children are being indoctrinated. We are participating in it. How are we participating in it? You'll say, Rebecca. Through television and through games. I'm shocked. You know, we've traveled all over South Africa. We've lived in almost every town. We've met all kinds of people from all kinds of places. And the number one thing that is consistent with, with parents and their children and Christians, I'm talking about Christians, not just worldly people. 
they are allowing their children to play the most violent games. It's okay. You understand that you're training your child to be numb to human life, the value of human life, and to, know that, to think that it's okay to kill. Do you understand what you are doing when you allow your children to play these violent games? and kill and it's becoming more real and more real every time they upgrade these games and these I don't even know right now you can you can get in there and feel like you're really doing it yourself you know you're stabbing people you're shooting people you're just wonderful we allow it as parents we also allow our children to watch horror music movies do you know how much I have to protect my own children against other believers children I thought, wow, people are Christians, it's okay, good friends, yes, you know, be friends with my, my kids, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Biggest mistake. The most, the most influences that I've had to fight in my own family is from other Christians' children that influenced them. We don't allow that kind of stuff in our house. But they already know all about these horror movies, they know that this happens in that one. And then we ask, well, how do you know that? You've never, you've never been allowed to watch that. Oh, no, this one told me, because they can watch it. Oh. You know, you, you, you do so much work in your child to protect them, and then someone else's child comes along and just unravels all of the work that you've done, because we as Christians allow our children to watch screens where people are getting murdered or chased by ghosts or... You know, it's, I, I, I am shocked, really I am, at what we do and what we allow into the minds of our children. Listen, this generation is going to grow up and rule the world. Think about that. This generation that is numb to the value of human life and is used to violence, murder, blood, guts being spilled, all over the screens, this generation is going to one day rule the world. Do you want to be in that world when they are in power? Think about that. Unfortunately, we're waking up too late. It's already happening. All right. So please watch out for these things. This coming April, I believe things are going to escalate. It's, God is going to use it as a sign to, to warn humanity. Judgment is imminent. It's coming. There's nothing we can do about it, but we can prepare. And right now, God is warning us we are not prepared. All right. Now, there's this place of safety. I am not going to go into detail. There's, I have my reasons, my personal reasons that I cannot share with you right now. I am not going to go into detail about it right now. But I'm going to make another video and share as much as what I'm allowed to share online. Um, and then those who are interested can jump on board and you will get all the details. Okay. But I cannot, I cannot share all the details about this online and there's a good reason for it. All right. So <clears throat> we are busy preparing. You know, we're building the house of God. We are in the wilderness. Yes, we are in the Northern Cape. I cannot reveal the location yet. But we are in the Northern Cape, and um, we are in the middle of the wilderness, just like in my dream. And I believe that we are building the house of God. He's also, as I've shared with you before, we are planting, we are growing food, 
Um, Father told me many, many years ago that I have a Joseph's anointing, that when it gets really bad, we will be a house of provision as well. So all of this is, is happening at once on this property. Um, we are making sure right now we're simply growing for seed so that we can multiply our seed storage and have enough food for maybe hundreds of people when the time comes. <clears throat> and at the same time, the Father is also putting on my heart to build community, a place of safety, a place where people will be able to come and live in a Christian community, run by a Christian and not a cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mentioned cult leaders because um, I've been studying cults in the last few weeks and you'll be amazed at how many cults we have in South Africa. I'm going to get into detail about that in um, my next videos as well, so watch out for that. Listen, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe, like this video so that it pops up in your feed. Um, because, yes, ministry update. Okay, Things are changing because my focus has to change. I have to start walking out the things that God wants from me as an apostle. And that means that certain things have to come to an end. All right? And um, there's a couple of reasons for that. I know some of you are going to be disappointed, and I'm so sorry for that. But listen, it's not the end. It's, it's not the end. So what am I talking about? All right, so my online ministry is coming to an end. I am going to get off of social media. <clears throat> not immediately. I'm going to continue until the end of June. By then, I want to be off. I, I, I'm not going to be available on other social media platforms. I have decided to keep YouTube so that the videos continue to go out to those who need to hear it and need to hear the messages of the Lord. And if there is anything new that the Father gives me after June, I will still be able to share it with you. But I'm not going to be online anymore. Um, other platforms where you've been connected with me, I'm going to shut them down. I'm getting off of social media as much as possible, all right? Um, you will still be able to connect with me on my website. We are building a new website because our whole vision is changing and how we do ministry is changing. So we've decided to go from old to new, do away with the old website and jump onto a new one. I will notify you when that new one is ready, all right? We will send out email, bulk email notifications. So when the new one is ready, you'll have to go jump on and register your email address so that we can still communicate with you. All right. So what am I going to be focusing on? Obviously, I'm focusing on building the house of God, preparing a place for people here, um, really doing what an apostle should do, and that is plant a Christian community. It's so much more than just planting a church, Okay. We have been in, I'm going to do a video about this as well. What is an apostle? What does God expect from an apostle? You're going to be astonished because it's, it's incredible what the Father has revealed. Um, so yes, an apostle plants a Christian community. It's not just about a church because the church is the community. So it's not just about building a building and taking honor for that. <laughs> no, it's about so much more. We're going back to biblical standards where the apostles built Christian communities. Oh, it's something I'm very passionate about. Can't wait to do big project, massive project that we are undertaking. But we believe with God all things are possible. 
I'm already having people contact me. I mean, this is the first time I'm making this public. I'm already having people contact me before they knew a thing that they prayed and God led them to us and they know that they're going to have to come. How amazing is that? Before I said a word, someone sent me an email and they know that they're supposed to come to us. That's God. That's what he does. He will confirm his word to his servants. All right. So yes, how am I going to be ministering? Let me get into that quickly. Books. I have such an anointing. I can feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit lately to write. Okay. Um, I already have my book, my next book lined up. I can't wait. I really have a passion for it. There's such a fire in me to write. There's so much I need to write about. Um, and I believe actually I'm going to reach more people through books than I will through online videos. Because people's attention span is very short, unfortunately, especially when watching something. Right now we're in half an hour into this video and I can tell you out of, say, a uh, hundred people that started watching this video, only ten remains. That's how short people's attention span is. They can't watch something that's longer than ten minutes. But a book you can read, you can really take time to, to take it in, put it down when you can't anymore and pick it up again. So for me, it just makes sense. Isn't that how God has reached us for thousands of years through his book? Makes sense? So I can't wait to write. And you will be notified of the books that I write through our website. Maybe I, I might do a video about it, but please register for our new website when it is available. Okay. The next way I'm going to be ministering is obviously here, where I am, where I'm planted. It's time to focus on community here. It's time to do what I do in real, one face-to-face. -face. I have to start doing that, okay? It's very important. The online ministry was for a time and for a season, and that season has come to an end. Now, God is taking me into a new season, which I'm very excited about. Um, and then another thing, yes, some of you are going to be very, dis very disappointed and think you're never going to see me again. Please don't think that. I'm also going to start traveling a lot more. We're going to start planning events all over South Africa. So whatever church I get invited to or wherever we decide to put up an event, we will notify you. We will send out those, those bulk emails. Maybe we'll put up some posters in the area just to notify you that there will be an event where I will come and I will prophesy over people, lay hands, pray, all of these things. So you'll still have access to me. It's just going to be now and then whenever I'm in your area. Okay, so please watch out for that. I'm looking forward to that. I like that kind of thing much more than ministering online. Um, to be able to go into an area, do what the Holy Spirit puts on my heart, bring deliverance, pray, baptize, do everything that is necessary. Um, yeah, it's just so much, so much better for me. I, I enjoy that. So yes, watch out for that as well. Okay, that's a mouthful. Sorry, but I had to share all of that with you. Um, then I also want to share what's coming online. Like I said, till end of June, I'm still going to be available online. Now, I want to warn you, this is going to be a time of shaking. Okay, Everything that has been heaped up, everything that has been sitting on my heart for years now is coming out. Okay, Like I said, I've been studying cults in the last few weeks and I'm telling you now we are sitting in with cults in South Africa that 
you're not even aware of. You're probably giving them money every month and you don't even realize that you are part of a cult. So this is going to be time of great exposing of darkness. I had a vision about this where God showed me fighting the spiritual battle. This is what he wants from me. And it is my responsibility as an apostle of the Lord to expose the works of darkness. If I don't, as we see in the churches in, in the book of Revelations, Jesus expected them to expose that which was false. Every church was supposed to expose it. Me as a leader, I'm supposed to expose it. I'm going to be exposing false churches, false leaders, Christian cults, all of these kinds of things. Right now, the biggest cult, and, and so many people are going to be upset, but I'm telling you now, the biggest cult in the world right now is Islam. It has all of the signs of a cult, Islam. And it's busy rapidly taking over our world. It is not a religion. It is a cult. So yes, a lot of shaking going to happen. A lot of things. I'm warning you beforehand. If you don't want to see it, if you don't want your eyes exposed to it, don't watch it. It might upset a few of you. Okay, It's going to upset many of them out there because I'm going to be exposing them. All right? Um, I'm also going to be exposing false doctrine. I'm going to get into a lot of doctrines that are incorrect while I'm still online. And then I'm going to make my exit <laughs> and leave the backlash online. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, blessings to all of you. Listen, again, God does not warn us to cause fear. It's so that we can prepare. He has a plan. You can be assured that if you are walking with Jesus, if you know Jesus, you will be safe. You will be prepared. But you've got to listen. You've got to obey. And if you can't hear and if you can't obey, at least pray that God will bring spirit-filled leaders across your path that will be able to lead you, that will be able to take you to those places of safety. Let's not trust in these governmental institutions. Okay, Let's not trust in... These people that have put themselves in a place of governance over us and told us what we, where we must go and what we must do and we pay them money every month. And let me tell you, many of these type of institutions have all the signs of a cult. That's scary. And we don't even realize that we are participating in a cult. All right. So yes, that's coming. And then last but not least is that we need funding, obviously. This costs a lot of money to prepare all of this, to get our chicken coops running, to get meat production going, to get all of the infrastructure in place. And obviously the bigger thing than that is land. We absolutely need to get our hands on land. If we are going to do this project, it is important, please people, that we... Um, give towards the work of the Lord. If you believe in this vision, if you believe that this is what God is doing and he's confirming through so many people that we don't even know them, that they know us. God is speaking to them about us. God is confirming the work that he is doing here, not just through us, but through many other people that are joining hands with us because the Lord sent them to. Please, we need the funding. All right? If there is anything 
that you can contribute financially, please do so. Right, this month has actually been really bad in terms of funding. We are in dire need, dire need as a ministry right now. We've barely been able to cover the bills. I know January has been hard for everybody, but if there's anybody out there who still has the funds to help us as a ministry, I urge you please do so. Don't go to the website. It's been that bad that our website is down. This is how it is. I'm just going to tell you the truth. <laughs> January's been bad. I think also I've been sick, so my face hasn't been around a lot. And out of sight, out of mind. So a lot of people don't tithe when they don't see your face all the time, which is understandable. But hey, we are still trying to do the work of the Lord here. So please, if there's anybody moved to so financially, we are in desperate need right now. We've got bills to pay that we haven't paid. We've got infrastructure to get up as in now. We don't have time to delay. We need to do it, okay? What I'm very excited about is, I'll share more about this at, at, uh, in the next video when I talk about the place of safety, is we're going to open up a, a time for volunteers to come and help us because we need hands. Right now, it's just me, my, my family, and I, you know, <laughs> trying to manage. Um, we've got four hectares here, four hectares, trying to manage it. We've got a vineyard, we've got an olive grove, we've got fruit trees, we've got food growing, we've got crops, we've got herbs, we've got, you know, and I think it'll be an exciting time to arrange camps here um, when possible for, for volunteers to come and camp. And we're just going to have this Christian camp where people help us harvest and people help us plant and uh, we're going to pray together, we're going to worship together. I'm so excited, I think it's going to be amazing. But yes, I will notify all of you, all of the stuff that's on our heart eventually. Okay, right now, please help us, help us. We need it desperately and we just, we need to make a, a success out of this. Okay, there's also going to be other things that we are going to start in terms of funding so that we don't have to beg every month. It's not nice. Um, but yeah, some ideas the Father is putting in my heart of how to generate that continuous income so that we can make sure that we get everything done because we don't have a lot of time. We really have to do this very quickly. All right, so like I said, website down. If you don't have our banking details, I will put my uh, email address below. Please send us an email and we'll send you those banking details. I don't like to just put it on YouTube. So um, yeah, please, we'll send you banking details. If you have our banking details, wonderful. All right, blessings. Shalom. We'll chat again soon. Hi, everybody. Yes, I am back, and um, I have an important message for South Africa tonight. All right, so I'm going to jump right into it. Two weeks ago, I had this dream. This dream absolutely takes me by surprise. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see this coming. I did not expect it. I did not envision this for our future in South Africa. It caught me by surprise so much that um, I did not release it immediately either. Okay, it made me that uncomfortable. And I knew that I just needed to get some clarity from the Lord. And I did something I never really do, ever, when getting a prophetic dream from the Lord, if I discussed it with somebody else, somebody I trusted, um, I knew that they knew a lot about prophecy, and I was wondering, really, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I was wondering, did anyone, has anyone said anything like this before? Um, never do that, never. 
but uh, the weight of this word was weighing heavily on me and I can uh, I'm sure you can understand in just seeing the heading of this video all right so this is not something that I am am happy to release <laughs> this is a this is hard but um, this 2023 seems to have been a year for me where the Lord is having me release really hard things so I'm going to release it in faith tonight and I'm going to give you a word from the Lord as well which gave me a lot of clarity especially in the last part of the dream um, because I didn't have that clarity as I share the dream with you you'll understand and uh, yes the Lord has spoken so let's jump right in so two weeks ago I have this dream all right and in the dream it's a very straightforward dream the beginning of the dream until you reach the end it's very straightforward I know how the Lord speaks to me it's prophecy and as I see it in the dream is exactly how it will happen and what I see is the streets and the towns and the cities of South Africa and I notice that suddenly there is the Russian army the presence of the Russian army I mean there's hundreds of thousands of these Russian sh soldiers all over the country in every town I'm, I'm specifically also shown the highways for some reason they are everywhere but they're they're peaceful it's it's like it's not as if war has broken out okay please take notes they're everybody they're everywhere they're walking around it's it's almost as if they're just there and we as the people of South Africa we're, we're taking notice of them but are we kind of wondering well what are you doing here um, but we're going about our normal business and then I see how it's almost as if the dream moves rapidly now through this how they, they suddenly um, their intention is is changing and they are taking over peacefully without listen without bloodshed without war I don't see uh, guns being shot I don't see bombs going off I don't see any of that it's, it's as if they just came in um, they, they, they took occupation and then suddenly we see how now their presence is being made known they are um, in the dream they are really taking over and now people in South Africa are becoming um, more fearful of their presence you see how instead of everybody going on in, on their normal business people are actually really um, afraid and they are taking note of this Russian army that is in South Africa and as I'm watching this play in front of me in the dream I hear the Holy Spirit speak to me and he says to me the following he says the reason they are doing it okay is because they want to beat America that's what said to me in the dream so the intentions why they're doing this why they're taking occupation of South Africa is revealed to me in the dream it's because America has the same intentions and Russia wanted to beat them to it basically then the dream moves on and I see how suddenly rapidly now because of their presence they've made their presence known all over South Africa 
they are now lining up the citizens in these long lines. They have now taken over. They, um, they've made their intentions known to South Af the South African people. Listen, I don't even see the South African army. I don't see anyone standing up against them. It's the strangest thing. It's like we just get taken over. They just come and they take us over. And um, then I see how everybody's lined up in these lines and they're marching us all somewhere. Now I see the guns, I see everything, the, the, the generals, I see the army just lining up everybody and marching them off somewhere. I don't see where to, but I see that everybody is forced to go somewhere against their will. And I'm in this line, and we're walking down while the, the army is, is marching us down. And I decide, no, I don't want to do this. There's this big wall. This is now the end of the dream. This is this, there's this big wall next to me. And I start scaling this wall, climbing this wall to try and, um, how can I say, not be detected by these soldiers that are marching the people down somewhere. So I climbed this wall and I managed to escape. And at the top of this hill or whatever, um, there are more generals sitting at the top of the hill of the Russian army. And I'm, I'm trying to hide, I'm trying to just get away. Eventually I'm spotted. A general, it's specifically in the dream, it's a general that sees me. And the, in, in the dream, I'm no longer me, even though it is me, it's strange. I know God does this a lot with me. I am there watching, but the person that I am is not me. I'm a man, okay? And I'm, I'm trying to now think of a way to get out of being, being uh, something done to. I don't know if they're going to kill me or whatever. Um, and I say to the general, the general asks me what I'm doing, and I say to the general, listen, I own a car dealership and I was just wondering if you're interested in buying my cars. That's what I say to him. And he's very happy. He's happy at this. He wants what I have. He wants to buy this car that I want to sell him. And that's the end of the dream. So you can imagine the last part of the dream was quite something to try and figure out. It is my um, responsibility to tell you the right thing. So I really had to get some insight from the Lord regarding that last part. And I, after receiving the word today, I did get that insight. All right. So, as I said, the beginning of the dream is very clear. God is showing us that Russia desires to take occupation of South Africa. And the reason being is because America also has its sights on South Africa. Now, before I had the dream, I had no, this didn't cross my radar, I didn't read news, news about it, nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I didn't think about Russia invading us. I didn't think about even America. So two nations are revealed to me in the dream that desire to take occupation of South Africa. This was new to me. Never heard of this before, all right? You can understand my anticipation in uh, releasing this, the 
prophetic dream. Then I spoke to somebody and uh, they prayed with me and gave me some insight. And the next day, the very next day, they sent me a video clip. Now, what they did not know is that I had prayed and asked the Lord for a confirmation of this prophecy. He needed to show me something about Russia or America that confirmed what he was showing me in the dream, and he sure did. The very next day, this person sends me a video about what's going on in America and what they are planning for South Africa. Okay, so I'm going to read you a news article now so that I don't mess it up. This person wrote about, listen, this is in the news, okay, so you don't need to be a prophet to see that this is the truth. It's already in the news. People know it. Okay, I didn't know it until I, I saw the video. But this is a news article I stumbled upon, I think, yesterday. Um, it was released on the 27th of July. And this person is in our country as we speak. Right now. All right. It's headed. It's on News 24. Um, it's heading is Oscar van Heerden. Beware. The regime change. Stratagem is upon us. Okay, now listen, I'm just going to read the beginning of the article. <clears throat> Stratagems are plans or schemes, especially ones used to outwit an opponent um, or achieve an end. A series of devious stratagems is the name of an artwork, but is this what infamous warmonger, warmonger, listen, this is so important, U.S. Undersecretary of State for political affairs, Victoria Newland has in mind when she visits our beloved country. Okay, next month. All right, so she is now here, apparently. She is this week. She is visiting South Africa. Who is this woman? Never heard of her before, before um, I had this dream and all of these events unfolded. Who is this woman? After all, she is well known. Listen. The news article states, she is well known, and this is what the guy in the video was saying as well, as the person who prefers diplomatic tactics that are less about talking and more about overthrowing. This allegedly was the case in 2014. Here's her history. When there was a popular uprising of the Ukrainian people against their democratically elected president, resulting in him having to flee the country. Rumors abound, people are saying, that Newland, this, this woman, who was then Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, helped orchestrate the uprising. She is a warmonger. Her history, the history that follows her shows it. Newland was a part of the administration of President Bill Clinton when his government invaded Somalia. <clears throat> she was there with the Bush administration when they invaded Iraq and killed Saddam Hussein. And again, she was there when President Barack Obama invaded Libya and killed its leader. This is clearly her forte. So forgive me, says this, this uh, writer, if I surmise that her well-timed visit just months away from our next general election is hardly coincidental. <clears throat> it is rather apparent to me that the United States government 
has been wooing, this has been happening, this I have seen in the news, the official opposition party, the DA. Have you noticed the activities of the DA in America recently? Take, for example, Western Cape Premier Alan Wynn's visit to the U.S., in which he pretended to speak on behalf of the country. Listen, I'm just reading this guy's insight. Um, without any such mandate, he made remarks way above his pay grade with regards to wanting to arrest President Putin should he set foot in South Africa. I'm sure you saw that. Alan Wynn said that if Putin sets foot in our country, he will arrest him. The leader of the DA undertook an official visit to Ukraine. He even went, um, the leader went to the Ukraine, made all sorts of statements. Um, yeah, no doubt these visits to the US also come with a rather generous payload. In terms of funding for the DA in preparation for the next general elections. All right, let me skip past a few things here. Okay, so there are already rumors swirling that if we have a repeat of the 2021 July protest action where massive amounts of people loot, burn and destroy, this would be the ideal circumstances for a regime change strategy. Personally, I think the FA populace is not that naive or gullible. <clears throat> All right. Um, according to Foreign Policy magazine, the aim of Victoria's visit is to come and exert pressure on South Africa to re-evaluate its relations with Russia. You see, America is not happy with what South Africa has decided in staying neutral. Well, we say we stay neutral, but we can see that, you know, the ANC is, is right in there with Russia. In keeping with this sort of pressure, he says in June, a group of American senators urged Biden's administration to reconsider holding the Ogoa Trade Summit in South Africa, citing that it could be seen as an endorsement of SA's stance on the Russia-Ukraine war. This highlights, highlights the growing apprehensions among some U.S. policymakers regarding SA's perceived alignment with Russia. Then they sent this warmonger to us. All of this is happening. All eyes of the world are on us. And now they have sent Victoria Newland. This is strategy being implemented on the United States side. All right. This is very, very serious. This was my confirmation. I mean, I had not, it wasn't even on my radar that America had an issue with South Africa before I had the dream. And the same day, I'm talking to my husband about this Victoria Newland and what I'd stumbled on without me even saying much, the Holy Spirit speaks to him and says to him, Warlord. He hears the word Warlord. And then we read in this article that she's also called a warmonger. All right. So war follows her. It'd be safe to say, death follows her. All right. Now this is interesting. Listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say. For thus says the Holy Spirit, Watch, my children, for trouble is brewing in the waters of this nation. The gaze of the watchers of darkness has turned towards this nation because of the light they have seen brewing in the spirit over this nation. 
Whenever the light comes, darkness will try to stop it. Do men desire darkness more than the light as they did in the days of old, asks the Spirit of God. For the light has come into the world, yet so many generations still choose the darkness. When will man learn, Rebecca, says the Lord to me. When will they choose the light of my son and my word above all else? Do they not know that the light of my son carries the substance of life, eternal life in me? Yet mankind does not know, they do not see, they still choose death. Therefore, says the Spirit of God, death shall fall upon them and bring rulers of death to rule over them. South Africa, rulers of death have turned their gaze towards you. You are in the valley of decision. This is very important. And the heart of this nation must decide if they will follow life or death. <laughs> Your nation has the opportunity to shake off every chain that has bound its people for generations and become a nation set on a hill, shining gloriously for all the world to see as a nation chosen by God, led by God, destroying every evil thing in its midst. This is the will of the Father for this nation. Did you know, South Africa, that you must choose? Choose whom you will serve. For the rider of death is standing at the door, waiting to see what you will choose. Things will happen quickly as the nation's decisions become clear. One thing will follow closely upon another, either life and blessing or curse and destruction. You are at a critical time of your destiny. South Africa. Yet many are slumbering. Prophets and watchmen are sleeping and what is coming will catch many by surprise because they did not understand that the destiny of the nation was at stake. They did not discern this critical time of their history. Germany, says the Spirit of God, will suddenly become a major player in this battle for world dominance. As the Lord speaks to me here, I see a vision. I see these, I see a chessboard in front of me, and I see the world leaders sitting around it. I see Putin there. I see the American president. I see the Chinese president. They're all playing this chess game. And there is only one goal. One goal of this game. Alright. And that is to be the last king standing. For that is the Spirit of God. World powers are clashing upon the earth and war and death is brewing in their midst with Abaddon leading the destruction. Abaddon is the angel of destruction. Just as in the game of chess, so each leader is planning their next move, says the Spirit of God. Anyone who gets in the way of that move, even by mistake, will be taken out. 
South Africa has placed herself in the pathway of the plans of two major players, America and Russia. Therefore, the race has begun to conquer the nation and add to the winner's dominance over this world. All eyes are now on you, South Africa. Russia will invade if the wrong decision is made by the nation and no one will be able to stop it. For its leader is a terrible and cruel ruler that follows closely with death. You see, if the nation chooses death, then death will enter in. America has also entered the race to conquer and destroy as it too is led by a wicked and cruel leader that follows closely with death. As the Lord spoke to me here, I just got the sense of how when we choose, instead of life, we choose death. It's like all of those wicked rulers of darkness, which is death, Abaddon, destruction, all of that, actually starts warring among them to get the victory and conquer when the nation's heart has turned towards evil. And that's why you, you see um, so much destruction. That's why everything will come against that nation from all sides. It's like throwing a bone into a field in the middle of a pack of dogs. That's the sense I got as the Lord was speaking. What's going to happen? They're going to fight over that, that bone, of course. The Lord says, South Africa, for many years I have warned you and sent my prophets and watchmen. If few heed the warnings or listen to my servants. Choose this day whom you shall follow. For the darkness hastens to overcome this nation, yet the darkness has nothing on me, says the Lord. I am able to drive the darkness far from you, if only you would choose life. What is that life? That is Jesus Christ and no other. That's the end of the word. Then I realized the Lord gave me understanding of the last part of my dream. In the dream, I was trying to escape. It's metaphorically showing me that the nation will try to escape in its own strength. I was bargaining with death itself. The general represented death. These people were coming in to occupy, to destroy, to rule over. And yet I was turning towards this general that represents death and basically bargaining with him with what I had. I was a car dealership owner. So I was bargaining with worldly things. We're going to see South Africa, if the nation turns towards evil and chooses that, we're going to see the nation start bargaining. We're actually already seeing that. Start bargaining with Russia to try and escape. When the only way of prevention and escape is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You know, this word is quite heavy for me because in contemplating it, 
and the scripture I'm going to read to you now, I realize there's so much at stake. I think we, we become so relaxed as believers <clears throat> and we think prophecy, prophecy must just happen and be good. All right, we, we've heard a lot of good prophecy over this nation. And I, I realize that so much is at stake. That yes, God desires to lead us into the light. That is our destiny that he has for us. Through his son, Jesus Christ. How many generations though? Think about this. How many generations have heard this? How much destiny has been revealed to how many hundreds, even thousands of generations before us in many parts of the world did they walk out their destiny? Look at Israel. Did Israel walk out the destiny that God had for them? Well, you can easily say, if you know your Bible, no, they didn't. They were supposed to be a light to the nations. All right. So the Lord gives me Lamentations 1. Please go and read it. <clears throat> the whole of Lamentations 1. But something struck me here as I read it, and I'm going to focus on that for now. Verse 9. This is about Jerusalem being destroyed. Now you know all the good prophecies about Jerusalem. You know that Jerusalem, God had plans for Jerusalem. God had plans for Israel. And yet here in verse 9, he says, Her uncleanness, he is now bringing judgment upon her because of her sins. He says, Her uncleanness is in her skirts because she did not consider her destiny. Therefore, her collapse was awesome, and she had no comforters. Speaking about Jerusalem, <clears throat> that really struck me. Do we understand the weight of the destiny that God has given us as a nation? Are we turning towards Jesus? Watchmen, are you standing on the walls warning? Watchmen, are you praying? Intercessors, are you praying? Have you grown weary? Have you fallen into sleep? Are you sleeping? Are you slumbering? Or are you standing God day and night over the walls of this nation? Are you praying? Prophets, what are you doing? Have you grown weary? Apostles, pastors, in that moment, if we do not discern the time and the season that this nation is in, we'll miss it. We'll miss what God has intended for us. And as we can see, it's gotten to the point where we are in serious trouble. We are in serious trouble. So I urge you, please go and pray. Go and pray for this nation. Do not cease to pray. Do not cease to make your voice heard on high. Pray that the heart of the nation will turn to the Lord with all of her might, all of her soul, all of her strength, that South Africa will become a God-fearing nation. Minister, share the gospel, do what you can to be the light. Do everything, South Africans, right now, that the Lord desires from us. Be deeply rooted in His Word, be deeply rooted in prayer. We are in a critical, critical place right now in our history. We have to make the right decisions. 
and we have to take heed of what is going on around us. All right. Blessings, everyone. Shalom.